Welcome to this week's episode of the Geek Offensive Podcast. In studio with me today is Cole Garrison from the Reset Geek Podcast. What up? And from Nerds on a Roll, Lauren Peterson. Hi, everybody. Thank you guys for joining me. And this episode is all about Star Wars. It's about uh, time. By the time, and it's not a breakdown or anything. This is just a Star Wars love fest. Um, <laughs> episode eight is coming out soon. This by the time this goes out, it'll be. Uh, a couple of days before episode eight is released in theaters, and I was just like, "Fuck it, let's just let's just celebrate Star Wars Eve and just gush about all the stuff we love, like uh, Bothan allergies, like Bothan allergies, uh, Dathomirian. I don't know breeding cycles. I don't. <laughs> know. The Force was definitely strong in this episode because you had myself who knew a bunch of random facts, and then <laughs> Lord knew the species and the history exactly. of species. He couldn't remember the name of best friends, but <laughs> he has the alien's history. Yeah. This, like I said, this was Star Wars Love Fest. Uh, I had a great time just, you know, and, and just expressing how excited we are for the new episode coming out. Um, but yeah, we can't wait to, for you. I can't wait for you to enjoy this episode. Uh, Cole... Where can I find you? All right, so you can find me at Emerald Knight 86 on almost every social media outlet except PS4. Uh, you can listen to uh, the end for that. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, I you um, I'm also part of the Ready Say Geek podcast, uh, which you can find us at Ready Say Geek or at Ready Say Geek podcast or Instagram. Part of the Geek Say What Network, where I get to work with uh, Justin over here. <laughs> and Lauren, where can they find you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to be well, fair, folks, I gave them like a bunch of beer throughout the podcast. I wasn't, I was, that was like the most polite burp. It was your turn. Like, okay, if, now, if Lord, you folks could have seen him, it was so polite. I was hoping it would happen before, and it didn't. Oh my gosh. Um, all right, so you can find me on Twitter at DM underscore LSP, where I talk about Dungeons and Dragons and various nerdy stuff. And you can find me as the host of the. Um, Nerds on a Roll. Nerds on a Roll, yes. yes that's, that's what I'm a part of. Uh, I am the host of the Nerds on a Roll podcast, an actual play podcast of Masks A New Generation, and we are part of the Spark Network. And you can find me at Justin Malari on Instagram and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. Don't forget to check out the official Geek Offensive Instagram at Geek Offensive. And you can find the Geek Say What Network on all social media with the handle at Geek Say What. Uh, shout out to Whaling Productions for helping us sound great and sharing the space with us. Uh, you can find them at uh, WhalenProductions.ws. Check out all their like uh, their podcasts and all their like uh, uh, radio dramas. Uh, shout out to uh, Marley Rosner for all our original music. Once he has a website, I'm going to plug him like hell. That sounded wrong. Uh, and special shout out to our MVP, Anthony. Again, thank you for coming in and being our sound engineer. Go, Anthony. He's celebrating. Trust me. Anywho. Um, but yeah, Star Wars Love Fest. This was so much fun, guys. Thank you again. Um, you, folks are, you folks are going to love this episode. Um, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Cue my music. Okay. Oh, yeah, cheers, guys. 
Cheers. No, you're not interfering at all. I, uh, I'm happy to be here, really. I, I was like, talk about Star Wars? Yes, please. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, I constantly beg to talk about Star Wars all the time. <laughs> um, it drives Jason crazy because uh, we're not on air, right? No, we're recording. Go ahead. Uh, well, JPG drives, crazy. drives me crazy. Yeah, fuck Good. Jason. <laughs> he gets he gets driven crazy because it'll be like, hey, so uh, the Muslim community is having an issue with this superhero who's clearly against their faith. I know it's Star Wars, and it's just like, <laughs> what? Like that oddly I'm, enough does sound like him. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Going down that road, and I'm like, yeah, there's this character in Star Wars that reminds me so much of the how I want to see the Last Jedi. Yeah. Please. Yeah, folks, for those of you listening, this is kind of our Star Wars Eve podcast because by the time this comes out, it'll be like. A couple of days before Last Jedi Episode Eight is released to the public, um, I mean, oh, I'm geez. fucking excited. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. I am I'm just ecstatic. Yeah, I keep saying I'm not gonna watch a trailer, and then like I, I keep saying like, okay, now this is when I stop. This is when I purge from the dizzy um, from everything on the internet. I don't watch anything. I just sit impatiently and wait, and then I get a text. Have you seen the new stuff? And then I, <laughs> I go straight to watch it. You know, I um. I I just never bothered to watch the first trailer that dropped. I was like, no, I'm going to wait. Oh, wow. And I held it off, and I held it off, and I held it off, and then I went and saw a movie, and they Thor? showed a trailer. Yeah, it was Thor. They showed a trailer, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I didn't want to see anything, but now what in the world is happening? Like, <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Off oh, the- so you were way more hardcore about it than I was, because I only did the uh, the teaser trailer. I, I did the teaser, I think. The one the oh, one okay. where the, the, the red ships are like crashing yeah, into yeah. The, the salt flat, Like oh, that's yeah. the that little teaser bit is awesome. All I've seen okay. um, before the trailer, uh, before <laughs> Thor, where I was like, this is, I mean, shattered all of my expectations. So you've you've seen the, the newest trailer? Uh, no, I have, unless, no, because a, a new one dropped, uh, an international trailer dropped. Sorry, I'm oh, I stay away. Phone. I stay oh, yeah, away I from don't international. Even, I don't fuck um, with that. International does not care about spoilers. They'll, they'll oh, be yeah. like, they'll be the equivalent of showing the Darth Vader I am your father scene it's, before the film comes out. It's just dead Luke Skywalker the <laughs> yeah. first frame. Um, yeah, so like, I, oh, okay. yeah, I yeah. stay away from but, that. Yeah, Thor, it's funny. Everyone had that issue with Thor. I almost had that problem too because um, I, luckily I went to go see Thor by myself so I didn't care if I looked, looked stupid while I did this. The Star Wars trailer starts. I just covered my ears and I did get I did that thing where I went like nah, 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 nah. The person next to me thought I was insane but I'm like, I don't care. I'm not... I'm, so, I'm gonna stick to it for once. <laughs> so okay, so stay away from talking about Last Jedi stuff. Um, you I, can talk about Last Jedi, just don't mention that trailer. Well, the problem is I have no problem with speculation. Speculation, you know, well, there like, you go. Speculation. How, how about that? Who's who's Snoke? How about that? You could talk about uh, that. But we can't talk about the interviews that Sarkin has been doing. What? Wait, who is uh? What? So, I mean, Sarkis. 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 Right? Yeah. yeah. Andy Sarkis. He. Sarkis. Um, Sarkis. There was a quote because someone said, "Who's Snoke?" and he. Had an answer. Mm-hmm. Do pretty you sure, want me to say it? Pretty sure it's Mace Windu. <laughs> it's not Mace Windu. That did would be. Given, wow, I, I didn't thought about that. That would be legit. <laughs> I mean, uh, no. Who? What did he say? I mean, did I don't. He give I don't a mind name hearing. Or did he give a? So he said it's someone that you. Because remember, no one on this sh- on this movie is allowed to talk about this film. Of course, Everything yeah. is very yeah. top secret. Oh, heavy heavy duty NDAs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said it's going to be someone that you'll remember. Oh okay. Oh no no, I did see that interview. Yeah, yeah. I, I just kept seeing the 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 clickbait articles that were like Star Wars is bringing back somebody from the franchise, and I'm like, okay, but like the fact that they've brought Saw Gerrera 
in mm-hmm. with Rogue One yeah. means like, okay, cool. They could have brought back freaking I'm a gun die from that one episode of Clone <laughs> oh, Wars yeah. and he's he's Snoke now. Like That was such a great little thing. I, I remember looking that up because I'm like, what did they say his name was? And then when I looked it up on Wikipedia, I was like, oh, I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be someone from uh, the Clone Wars era. I really, really hope so because the I, I just, so I'm not caught up on Rebels. Um, I don't Neither care if I. you spoil anything. Um, um, I'm oh, trying. Same, same uh, so I just finished uh, Ghosts of Geonosis, the two-part episode in the middle of season three. And the fact that Saw Guerrero was in it was awesome to mm-hmm. me. And I was talking to my girlfriend about it. And she's like, wait, he was in he was in uh, Rebels? I'm like, yeah. you know. And okay. she's like, so they put him in after Rogue One? I'm like, no, Saw Guerrero has been around since Clone Wars. Like, yeah. he's he is now kind of old school. And she was baffled that they even did that. And like explaining to her like his whole arc and like my one of my favorite things in Rogue One is that He's got the limp, and he's mm-hmm. got the, the the breathing mask. Yeah, and he was trained by Anakin. Yeah, and, and he's now he's turning. like slowly turning into a Vader esque figure because Ooh, he's going like okay. so. He's going dark side. That was one of the things the rebels like. They didn't want to work with Saw because Saw was an extremist. Too, he was an extremist. Yeah. He was he was beyond being a rebellion leader. He was a terrorist. Like well, did, you see, him, oh. did you see any of Clone Wars? Or? Oh, I watched all of Tartarovsky's and the um, okay. And the Disney lost episodes, the CG, Wars, yeah, the and the one. the lost episodes, oh, okay, all okay. of that. I, I watched everything. Um, I think I fell asleep during a couple Jar Jar episodes, but no one will blame me for that. Yeah, no, I you're see. fine. That's yeah. That was like those were the only things that took me out of like Clone Wars. I loved everything else. Rex would be a great addition to Last Jedi. <laughs> have, have you seen I, the fan if, theories about Captain Rex? Oh, yeah, I, I, I have, hope yeah. he shows up in the Last Jedi. That would be awesome. He, he's going to be beyond dead in I, Last Jedi. I have a, a very strong feeling, or he's Snoke. <laughs> I have. I love. Sorry, I love saying that. Like, or maybe he's Snoke, just to like to every, anybody, yeah. anyone, and everyone. Uh, it's like, where's IG88 been? Oh, he's Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> a droid. Is oh, Snoke? you know what? It's Dengar. Oh, Dengar is Snoke. Okay, that go. would be amazing. <laughs> Dengar, the most random, random bounty hunter who has popular just for being random. Is Snoke? That would be yeah. great. <laughs> I I want I want Dengar to show up in Last Jedi played by Simon Pegg. <laughs> Just well, let Simon Pegg be in every wait, film. What's the name of the? Uh, he is a character. He's um oh I forget his name. He's the blobfish looking dude. Uh, Unkar Plutt. There yeah, he, you go. He's yeah. the GameStop of um Star Wars. <laughs> he also voiced Dengar in the Clone Wars. That was him. That was yeah. him. That was Simon. I Pegg. had no idea. Oh okay. It, Simon Pegg basically says yes. If Star Wars calls, he says yes. Same Unless thing with Star Jar Jar. Trek. Unless it's Jar Jar. Yeah. I don't think he minds Star Wars. No, no. Jar Jar. He ha- have you not seen his rant about like no. the prequels? Yeah, he hates anyone who even likes the prequels. He has no respect for that person. Wow. Really? That's interesting yeah. because I, I, I understand looking at the prequels like this is why they are bad. And they are bad in many ways. But I think in terms of like if you take a step back and you, f- if you forget the scene by scene and you go these are the grand events that happened they're really cool well here's the thing about that and I because I've been thinking really hard about the hatred of the prequels as well we were all kids when oh yeah when the prequels came out now you can hate them as an adult because let's face it they're not exactly the greatest films but episode three was when I was a senior in high school and that uh, episode one came out when I was graduating sixth grade yeah. So, so it was just that was basically turning into an adult. Mm-hmm. So it it was just one of those like it will always be something that I'll always count as part of Star Wars. I will never 
force someone to watch it. Like, mm-hmm. if you say you've never seen Star Wars, I'm putting on Rogue One, the original trilogy, Force Awakens, and if you like that, then we can watch right. the prequels. It's funny with the prequels, because uh, I remember with each one that came out, there was always an initial good reaction to it, and then... And then over time, subsequent, just, Yeah, subsequent yeah. viewings, then it's like, oh, this sucks. The aftertaste. Yeah, the aftertaste it's is really never... weird, because I remember... With the exception of Jar Jar, I remember loving episode one. Then I got the VHS. And then I'd watch, of course, you know, I watched it a bunch of times. And I liked it less and less each time. And I was like, oh, what okay. is going on here? What is... See, even, even as a kid, I'll never forget, my my cousin Grady loved Jar Jar Binks. I hated Jar Jar Binks. But I loved Darth Maul and Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm. Like, I was about those two guys. And We only um, got five minutes of Darth Maul, but yeah, know. but I mean, just that fight well, was no, the Clone first Wars, time sorry. I've ever seen Clone, that. Yeah, Clone Wars. We got a lot more yeah, Maul in Clone Wars and yeah. Rebels. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was glad how they ended Maul because I was like, is he still alive? Because now it's like <laughs> you realized you just fucked up with like we should have had Maul be episodes one, two, and three's big villain. Mm, yeah, that would have been nice to actually like see him on screen, mm-hmm. have Ray Park do his thing, and. Just and yeah, even, just, even if you don't like him talking, just voice over. <laughs> but um, there's a how the prequels should have gone on YouTube, and yeah, it's, love it's every incredible. Second about um, that. It's awesome. And one thing I do love about that, um, you sort of get that effect. And when I when I did it, I watched. I sat down and I, when I was committing to watching the Clone Wars, I watched Episode One. I watched Attack of the Clones, and then immediately jumped into the Clone Wars. Interesting. Um, and then when I finished the Clone Wars, I watched Episode Three, and Episode Three at coming fresh off. The Clone Wars series is a whole different creature. Well, because it's yeah, way course. different. But my the thing that that got me, like like literally, like just punched me right in the gut was I remembered the scene where the clones shoot at Obi Wan and knock him down right after Order sixty Order sixty six comes. What I did not remember is that that is Commander Cody who fires on him. Oh, you and forgot about watched that? the Clone Wars when like Commander Cody is Obi Wan's. Like yeah. you're like yeah. best friend. Yeah, that's right. Um, and the and then afterwards, like he sends the clones, like they say, oh, you know, he we shot him, he fell. He says, go check for a body. And like it's cool that like that small little details, like whatever. But if you've watched the Clone Wars, like he knows what Obi Wan is capable of, and he knows he didn't die. Like he knows that that shot did not take him down, and the clones got to go find him. God, well, I, I might have to revisit that then because another... at the time I hadn't seen any of Clone Wars. So. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Like watch a couple key episodes and go back to it. Another big one was uh, Ala Secura, who is killed on Felucia, the mm. planet that's like. Yeah. Bunch of neon flowers. The blue Twi'lek um, Jedi. She's yeah. a badass. She should not have gone she's down that awesome. Um, her clones adored her. They absolutely loved her. And the betrayal in the actress's eyes when she turns and sees them like leveling their guns. Again, heartbreaking having just come off of the Clone Wars. The one thing that I really love about her character is I don't know who wrote this originally but they have never changed. All the way back to Battlefront 2 with um, the, on PlayStation 2, mm-hmm. uh, when you're playing as a 501st and you're, you're the clones mm-hmm. and you're talking about her, they even say, even when we shot her, none of us could look her in the eye. Yep. 
Um, they they also th- those dossiers. Look at these goosebumps! I got I, goosebumps. Ah, I, me too, man. Um, those dossiers are really cool because they they give really you... do have goosebumps, folks. They're not they're not <laughs> no, fucking around. No, no, like it like, was I just. Thought, I thought you were exaggerating. Now I'm looking at your arm. And like, oh, fuck, it might you just really be do. cold in here. I... No, no, because <laughs> I'll never forget playing that level because I didn't really know who she was when I played mm-hmm. the game. I was like, oh, she's that thing that um the rancor eats. Just blue. All right, and um. <laughs> You're playing the game, and I never liked playing as a Jedi. I was always a trooper. And when he just said, when we betrayed her and we shot her, I just was like, dude, she saved me so many times in this level. Like, I just can't. Holy crap. And then you watch the Clone Wars, and you're like, holy crap. And just not good. Okay, that might be the first thing I do when I get home. I have to revisit it now. Because now that Clone Wars is somewhat fresh in my head, I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, no, Clone Wars makes the death scene of all the Jedi relevant. So much worse. Oh, yeah. And you see, um, you see... Plo Koon go down. Plo and Koon that, should not have gone like, down like that. That was just a dude like on screen for half a second. He was a Jedi. You you know nothing about him. He gets shot down in a fighter but in, in Clone episode Wars, three. You fall but in, love in with Clone him. Wars, oh yes, you, yeah, you fall awesome. in love with Plo Koon. He's, he's amazing. Ahsoka's like mentor more so than Anakin. It's like when Anakin was being um, himself and, and not <laughs> the greatest teacher, being a little ass. She yeah. would go to him and Plo. Not Obi Wan. She went to Plo Koon and Plo Koon was like, look, this is what's going on. Plo Koon is if you took the stick out of Mace Windu's butt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because Mace Windu is very much this, like, hey, it was the Force. Like, like why ever that happened, it was the Force. The Force is teaching you a lesson right now. Like, when they put Ahsoka on trial, and they were wrong, like, oh, that, Mace that Windu didn't apologize to her. He was just like, it was a test for you and all of us. And she's like, yeah, I don't accept that as an answer. Like, you, you all could have dug two feet deeper and found out what was going on but you just said nope it's the force whereas Plo Koon was always this sort of like he was much more of a he reminded me of uh, Jackie Chan's master in the drunken master who was always kind of like tough but his lessons weren't just oh that's the way it is like there was an actual like sort of lesson lesson to what he was saying as opposed to Mace Windu's just believe in the force and deal with it um (laughs) no to me I took it as Anakin was the dad and he was learning as he was going whereas Plo Koon was like the grandpa like nah nah I see where he's coming from I see where you're complaining about but this is where we should be going and then Mm -hmm. Ahsoka grew from that uh I love how we all knew Ahsoka was going to die we're like, she's not in episode three. How are they going to explain this? And then Clone Wars goes, oh, you thought we were going to kill her? No. She walks away. And you're just like, oh. Sh-. And then like she's an Anakin's speech. She's just at a bar. She's just- <laughs> yeah, Anakin's speech of, I understand wanting to walk away from the Order. And then her response of, I know. Like, she knows inner turmoil. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so she good. She could probably read him. Like, maybe even see like, what was yeah, going to happen. Well, because what Clone Wars does is... Uh, something that episode three never did or two and it was they gave Anakin everything in the beginning mm-hmm. and then they took everything away yeah well that was the thing with Clone Wars I mean that was the biggest thing I took away from it was uh I like Anakin at the end of this oh you you're just like oh he's a character now yeah, like, yeah. he's not just some brooding whiny mm-hmm. manipulated pawn like Anakin was a a general mm-hmm. and you, you his romance with Padme in Clone Wars was believable as opposed mm-hmm. to this awkward Episode little wow. let me force feed you pears on a paradise that planet CGI pears it was oh my so gosh bad. actually now that I'm thinking about it I remember 
episode two not liking it that much. Episode when I left two is the, the one Star Wars film yeah. I refuse to watch. I remember loving I don't the blame, theme, though. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. I remember loving episode two, and then I really? rewatched it, and I'm like, no, I love the last 15 minutes of episode two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the Battle of Geonosis. Everything yeah. else was crap. The Well, I see, I was a Django Fett fan, so I liked the Django versus Obi-Wan fight. Then when he gets his head decapitated, I was like, that's the dumb... Why would he just... Not dodge. I was so nervous when Boba picked up the helmet that, that the head was, was going to fall. fall. I'm like, please don't. <laughs> um, what was it? Uh, uh, the Anakin Padme love theme. I absolutely love that. It's one of my all-time favorite. Like, not all-time, but it's one of my um, up there scores of Star Wars. It's just, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mean, John was... Williams is flawless in this series. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he he uh, <laughs> he nailed it. Everyone else dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he saw a different film. That's why his stuff is so good. And then they fixed, they they added all the CGI in post. And he's in the, he's in the theater going, oh, that's new. <laughs> now he he's like in the theater and he turns around to the crew. He's like, hey guys, get your shit together. What well, the hell's going on here? What the- <laughs> in regards to the lack of chemistry with between Admi- Padme and Anakin, uh, have you seen their um their proto like their um promotional pictures? Where it's Anakin and Padme, like they're just taking photos. They are like no. be, they're goofy together. They're laughing together. Like they're 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 just having fun, smiling, mm-hmm. and like having flirtatious looks. I'm like that looks more believable than the weird thing that happened on screen. I think that's most likely in Hayden Christensen's acting uh, or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, I mean, what did you guys think of the romance within Clone Wars then? Was it way more believable? Oh, well, absolutely. The yeah. thing about Clone Wars that they did really well was they showed that she loved him, mm-hmm. but she would not, she was not going to let anything get in front of the job, but she made sure that he was always a part of it. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. for him, he would always get jealous when, for her trying was, hey, I'm working on all these papers, but I'm in the same room as you. Mm-hmm. For him, it's like, hey... I'm here. Why aren't we doing stuff? What What's going on here? And it was just you could see the tension, but the love was still there. It was right. very, it was it was a very believable romance that you knew was doomed to fail. And I think in in part in the Clone Wars they had a little bit of, uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. They they knew a it was total crap on screen, so we need to make it believable here. But also that uh, I think the, the people who were working. I think the people who were working on the Clone Wars love Star Wars more than the people who were working on episodes two and three. Uh, and yeah. they pulled a lot from a lot of Star Wars history, going back even to the Knights of the Old Republic, which is where, in the Knights of the Old Republic, not technically canon, but uh, within its own canon, aside from player choices and all that, mm-hmm. yada, 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 uh, Revan, or, or, or whatever you call him, Darth goes Revan. on to... Butt kicker 9000. That's what I kept knowing. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on to marry a Jedi. He takes, yeah. uh, ba- what is it? Bastila. No, Bastila. Uh, Bastila Sean. And basically is like, no, the Jedi Order is kind of messed up in a lot of its rules. And so like they marry and they have a daughter. And that's a whole thing uh. outside of that. And it's kind of like... I think they kind of saw that and were like, okay, this is how an actual Jedi would approach the situation of trying to have a relationship within the confines mm-hmm. of the Order, or at least breaking a few of its laws. Is Knights of the Old Republic canon or it, legends? No. It's legends? It's legends, uh, but okay. it has its own weird canon because there's still the MMO, which is being expanded. I think they're, they're, they just released the last of the DLC. I don't know if there's any more coming out, but like, it still has its own story. It's, it's turned into its own thing. 
because it's it's supposed to be so much in the past of Star Wars. Yeah, it's like a thousand years, something. So something it's like, like that, it's one of those yeah. they can function on their own and not affect Star Wars, which is good and bad at the same time. They mm-hmm. almost canonized it in a way. Um, rather, they canonized the events surrounding it because Rebels is canon, and they mention the hyperspace wars with the Mandalorians. That which was, a re- the, was I screamed when they yeah when they did that. I was when like, Ezra <laughs> picked up the the I was and like the dark saber. Are they and... are they doing this? And then does who who actually talks to Raven? Raven. Yoda. Raven. Who does Yoda talk to? The all time the the original Sith Lord who started the. Um, the rule only of two. two. Uh, rule of two is oh gosh, why I because I know Yoda this. speaks they, to him. Was that addressed in Clone Wars? Why does that sound familiar? That that was in the Lost episodes. That was towards the very end. Right. Yeah. Right. That, that's not Revan. That's um Darth. <laughs> My mind just goes to Darth Plagueis. Anthony, the Anthony, <laughs> it's, it's not uh, Anthony you mind trying to look that up? Who um, Yoda it's to? Darth. Is it Bane? He was a Bith. I think he was a Bith. Oh, okay. The dudes who like play yeah, the clue yeah. horn, like I think that's what Darth. Oh, that's gonna drive me <laughs> well, crazy. Hopefully, hopefully, Anthony can figure that out. And by the way, thank shout out to Anthony for coming in and being our MVP tonight. It's the only reason why I'm here. I don't work without him. <laughs> Thanks, Anthony. It's Pretty your, sure yeah, it's Col- Darth Bane. That's Darth what Bane. I'm finding. Yeah, that oh, was right. There you go. Yes. You feel better. You can get hey, on with the episode now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Darth Bane instituted the rule of two, and I, I believe he he did. I could be wrong, but I do believe he spoke to Yoda in that. Yeah. Yoda, Yoda to- talked to But was to he somebody. in um, Knights of the Old Republic? Uh, no. Yoda? Uh, no. No, no, not Yoda. Was, Bane. Bane. Bane no, no, was, was post uh, Old Republic um, okay. because the Sith, uh, the Sith were an empire in uh, as of actually the Sith Empire had fallen in Knights of the Old Republic, and then in Kotor, um, just. No, the Kotor was Knights of the Old Republic. Then in just the MMO, the Old Republic, the Sith Empire had returned. And those oh, greatest okay. cinematic then, moments in yeah, all of YouTube. Incredible. <laughs> just no, I remember that trailer popping. Were. I was like, oh my god. I still watch it. And the best part is, since there's ever since the expansions, someone put like together in a cinematic film. So you have um the blonde little girl turning into a Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. You have the two brothers that betray each other. Yep. And then it goes straight into the the smuggler and then the battle of Alderaan, and then like we waited, and then they destroy a Jedi temple, and I'm like, this is the greatest thing yeah. ever. Well, well, there's so much lore in the video games. Was uh, I mean, back when it was still just extended universe? Did you guys ever venture into that? A little realm bit. Of story? I, I mean, I touched on Jedi Academy uh-huh. and stuff like that. I know what was his name? Cock, not Karth. Um, Kyle Katarn. Kyle Katarn. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Forces. Yeah. I was yeah. like, wait, Jedi Academy. You're you're losing me here, but uh, no, was he in Jedi Academy? Uh, no, uh, no, he was in Jedi Academy Two. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, was he really? When in Jedi Academy Two, you play a new Padawan who's been recruited to Luke's new order, new Jedi order, and Kyle Katarn is like Luke's second in command. Nah, um, okay. I love Kyle, but it's I, I know very little about him. Kyle, if I'm not mistaken, was not born a Force user. No, he no. was uh, a soldier in that first Dark Force. Yeah. He was a which is one of my Imperial officer, which is one of my favorite gaming moments of all time. When I finally got like a, this is when I was still playing PC games, and mm-hmm. you and it boots up, and you're like, oh, this is awesome! I get to shoot stuff in Star Wars. Yeah, no, um, I played that game all the time. Mm-hmm. I got so good that I actually didn't need the light on when I was fighting the swamp thing. <laughs> um, oh, I'll, gosh. Yeah, that thing in the... I forgot about that. That, like, sewer monster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. terrified me. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it starts with an eye, and you knew it was coming, and then it was the full screen of... Like, 
and like it was foggy and green, and you had an underwater jetpack, and there were tentacles everywhere, and I couldn't bathe for oh, a week. I forgot yep. you do fight underwater. Holy uh-huh. shit, I'm having some flashbacks, guys. Yeah, no, um, I was good with that, but what always murdered me was the Death Troopers. Yeah, those were so, always tough fights. They were challenging. That was fun. Whenever um, um, I saw them in the in Rogue One when they were walking in their black armor, I was like, just getting memories of like, oh, you <laughs> destroyed me. No. I never conquered you. Yeah, and then uh, there was another one. See, I Dark Forces was big for me. Kodor was big for me. Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron yeah. was a big one. Um, N sixty four game. God, book. There's a book on it. Shadows of the Empire. That was an N64. That yeah, was that was N64. Yeah, that was Super Nintendo. Was, I think no, it was, N64. Oh, I remember wow. because it had that snow speeder level, and it was awesome because it was the first time you really felt like you were in the Battle of Hoth. Because oh, okay. apparently that was part of his story. It's been forever since I read that book, but well, like, yeah, um, you actually between... got to you know fire the tow cable and like tie up the the walker's legs. It was awesome. I remember that from. I thought it was Empire. No, it is Empire, but Shadows of the Empire, the game, it had that. Oh. That was the first time that like got it right in a video game. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. I know that game also, if you beat it many times, had left the that Dash Render survived the explosion. Yeah. That's what the, started all the, um, like, the, oh, he's bad. Yeah. In the book, they were kind of vague about it. It's like there's an explosion and they don't yeah, say where Luke he goes. Yeah, feels bad, but... Doesn't at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and let's never talk about him again. Yeah, well, Luke hated him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. I don't I mean, even... What, there's so much to go into. So you had Rogue Squadron. You said it was a big one for you. Yeah, let's talk about Dak. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I take on the whole empire by myself. I just remember that Family Guy joke, and it's like, just suck on some dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The most random extra. Like, here's the thing. I feel like that was that guy's only role, but to be fair, if that was my only role, I would par- parade every day. Like, I was in the same cockpit as Luke Skywalker. Oh, you're talking about the actor. Like, yeah. Like, if he was, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, that would be my, like, I'd be okay if that was the only role I got. Hey, you're in Star Wars. You die, though. That's fine. This, this is the one movie franchise where, like, I would kill to be an extra. Because right? that extra is going to get, like, a story and an action figure, and it's going to be in a video game. He's I've gonna, always wanted my own action figure. Yeah, right. One of my favorite characters in, in, in just all of Star Wars, and he's he's totally, he's my favorite for a really dumb reason. It's because he looks cool. It's the Boba Fett effect. Um, <laughs> the Crimson Corsair. He was in he? the background of episode seven. He's one of the dudes that he was the one the of the dude dudes that, that Finn's Finn trying to go with. do to take the that Otterland. dude has a whole book about how he's this epic space pirate and he raided a freaking um he raided a crashed Clone Wars ship, found a clone in cryo sleep, woke him up, and the dude joined his crew and they went after some long lost Imperial banking clan treasure. Yeah, that dude. This yeah. dude, okay. Um, and he dies like at the. I think he dies at the end of the book, and the then the epilogue. Trooper. No, no, the 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 guy. Oh, the snap. epilogue is him showing back up, and they're like, "We thought you were dead," and he says, "Like I always survive," or some like stupid, like kitschy line that like sort of implies he's weirdly immortal, and that's where it ends, and you're done. And he's just like this throwaway character that was in the movie, and it's awesome. Yeah, he's literally on screen for like five seconds. Yep, but and he, he doesn't even got have a, a line. Book. Yeah, he doesn't speak. Nope. I the thing about him that I've always love is whenever you see something like that, I'm like, how cool would it be if that was like someone from the original series, mm-hmm. like, like just, just some random like a character? famous actor yeah. or something. Well, 
Oh, you mean famous act? Oh, you mean like someone from the old movies? Like just, just showed up something, just like okay. hey, it's George Clooney, or it's <laughs> actually let's let's just Mufasa is in there. I can't think of his real name right now because I was gonna say James Earl Jones. Jones. James Earl Jones. Yeah. Thank you. Like, well, I mean, they had a what was his name? 007. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, um, no, it's um, it's uh, JB 007. Yeah, Trooper JB 007. Wait, is that really his designation? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. He's JB 007. <laughs> And I was like, oh my god, I hope like they referenced that they, they killed him because he left his weapon for Ray to shoot people with. Oh, he's, like, yeah, I just, he's defenseless on the base. Like, what does he do? <laughs> he, he didn't make it out alive. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Captain Phasma can survive an explosion from a trash compactor, but you know what? JB007, he just never made it. Yeah, oh, my god. Okay, I'm actually kind of blown away that was his de- designation. And, anyway, um... Oh, it gets even better. Wait, so, wait. Um, Ewan McGregor, do you know who his uncle is? Who's his uncle? Wedge. Wait, for real? <laughs> Jay, uh, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi's uncle is Wedge Fidelis. That's awesome. Wait, had, in real life? or in, in real life. In real life? Yeah, I had no idea. And apparently his uncle was like, hey, don't be part of Star Wars. <laughs> what? Why? Well, I, I don't know why his personal reasons, but... Um, I think for a lot of the older actors, older actors working on the, the the first couple ones it wasn't like the best thing i i know alec guinness was he hated he it. hated it well because for excuse me for him it was he's an academy award-winning actor can you name one of his films that wasn't star wars no i can't <laughs> he was in a bunch of world war ii stuff i know that just because i know this fact i don't know what he's done <laughs> and i he's feel wedge. bad that's all he needs you know no, what i'm not I, wedge actually, um oh, oh um um Obi-Wan Kenobi, old Ben. Old Ben, okay. He's, he's, he oh, actually has won, oh. yeah, he's won Academy Awards. Um, I still think, I mean, you could win as many Academy Awards as you want, but to go down in history is Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. No, you're, yeah, you're, you're sad. And he doesn't just go down history. He has some of the most epic speeches in all of Star Wars. And he hated being there. That was a funny thing. <laughs> no, he hated towards the end. Yeah. Because people were calling him Obi-Wan Kenobi. No, even when he was filming uh, New Hope, he thought, like, the script is ridiculous. But oh. they, they were saying, like, he brought so much gravity to the role, it was just like, oh, he makes this feel legit. <laughs> well, it's just one of those, Star Wars is so great, but it could have been so bad. Oh, like, yeah, if they no. didn't have oh, yeah. James Earl Jones coming at the end, or... It's so much of it could have been terrible. Well, during the um, the first screenings, when they didn't even have the score, like, everyone hated it. Like, Loki yeah. showed it to all his director buddies, and he was like, this is stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah. My uncle actually met Lucas when he was a uh, film student. Oh, oh wow. Okay. My, my uncle's When he been... still had some promise. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my uncle was, I don't remember where he was, but Lucas was there, and the, the whole crew, for whatever they were doing, um, it was at a speedway or something, because he, uh, he works on cars and whatnot. Um, he, he was there for, uh, I think he was, he was doing a film for a project about uh, a NASCAR racer. So, so, anyway, that's Something. that's irrelevant. Right. Um, and the everybody sat down for lunch, and you know, his crew sat down to have lunch with all the pit crews and the engineers and, and mechanics and whatnot. And he was he was talking and showing people about this great film he was going to make someday. And they, he said they all laughed at him. <laughs> they just thought wow. that was the dumbest thing ever. 
So what we're saying is, when everyone here makes fun of me and calls me stupid, I have hope. <laughs> yes. There's a new home! <laughs> Boy, I'm really glad, like, the rest of your show and Ken aren't here, because they would have ripped into you for that oh, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Now, like I said, like I'm I'm currently wearing my Rebels um, and Resistance combined shirt, and I have a Rebels beanie. I don't wear beanies, mm-hmm. but I wore it today for yep. um, Comic Shop Ken. Right. Like, you, you, how many times have you seen me wear a beanie? Yeah, exactly. None. <laughs> so it's one of the, it's just it feels weird in my head, but mm-hmm. it rebels. Oh, you know, this, Lauren, this is something I never got to ask you since you. I mean, you've only been on the show one other time, and it was very heavily Game of Thrones related. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, what's your relationship with Star Wars? How did you first find I it? I remember being. I think my earliest memory of Star Wars. It, it Star Wars is one of those things. I think where like for so many people. I, I could I could probably go up to a sorority girl and show her a picture of an Ewok and go, what is this? And she'd go, well, that's an Ewok. And they never call them Ewoks in the movie. Yeah, they never see the And, name. like, it's so in the zeitgeist. And what I mean, but I, I can't, I couldn't tell you where it began. I don't know when Star Wars became a part of my life. It just is and always has been i i have memories of playing video games all the way back to the super nintendo i've got um i I remember sitting at home watching the movies uh, on tv and i don't know who introduced me or why it was just on and i was watching them (laughs) and you're like this is good it was like randomly on like usa or tbs or something one day and yeah exactly um i remember I, i think the the best place i can pinpoint it star wars has already been part of my life before that but hold on (laughs) <laughs> Pardon me. It's beer, folks. It's Friday night. We're drinking some beer. Um, <laughs> it's actually my weekend, too. Like, oh, I don't, me I too. Don't Perfect. Tomorrow. Same. <laughs> so where where it begins was I was young, and my mother took me to see episode one, and she just was like, oh, I'm taking you know me and my cousin to the movies for the night, whatever. And I was like, oh, cool, a new Star Wars. And I just, I love pod racers and lightsabers and Darth Maul, and it was awesome. Uh, and then, I don't know, Star Wars just continued to be a thing. A couple years later, it's episode two and whatnot. And I, I think... Um, where it really became like a big thing for me uh, was around episode three. My youth group at the time, we had plans to go see it on opening night. Mm -hmm. So we watched episode one, episode two. We went to the premiere of episode three, came back and watched four, five, and six. Um, Wow. Wow. It was awesome. awesome. Incredible. I fell asleep somewhere around four, woke up at the end of five, and there was like a pile of burritos, and I just ate a bunch of burritos (laughs) and stayed up till like 6 a.m. watching. That's the best feeling in the world. You wake up to burritos? (laughs) You kidding me? That sort of was when Star Wars began for me, and after that, it was just, I mean, there was no stopping, just a headlong dive into uh, the lore. I've I've played the old West Ends games, role-playing game. I've still got the rule books in my room. Uh, oh, tabletop I, games. Yeah, yeah, tabletop games. Uh, I've played almost every, not almost every video game, but a, g- a good percentage of the Star Wars video games that have come out. Like, I haven't touched Force Unleashed, which I hear is, I should. Like, That's it's Ken's a shame game, that yeah. I haven't. Force Unleashed 1 is amazing. 2 is really quick, but still just amazing. Mm. Um, and then I, uh, what else have I, I mean, like, I I have, you know, the Starbird tattooed on my yeah, arm. Yeah, you're and committed. <laughs> you're, you're in. I, I dove into uh, what I've... I played the Edge of the Empire game that came out, which... Um, which one was that? Uh, Fantasy Flight Games uh, created a tabletop oh, no, role-playing table. game. Okay, yeah. no, no, I know what you're talking And about. that was sort of when I started to really, really dive into it, because that was around the time of the Clone Wars, and um, or the time I was watching the Clone Wars. Uh, and I would just 
pour over Wikipedia for hours. Um, <laughs> no, I've de- definitely gone down that Wikipedia yeah. hole. You're just you go, like, oh, what's oh, that? What's click, 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 click. Hey, did you know there's like some <laughs> giant like force woman at the center of a black hole in the middle of the universe that controls everything in this one book over here? Yeah. And it's you know, like it's, you start uh, at like Luke Skywalker and you end at like, this is what Bothans are allergic to. And you're like, <laughs> whoa, okay. <laughs> no, here's the best part. You're 100% okay with that journey. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. absolutely. <laughs> Not once would you go, how did I get here? No, if anything, you're more like, I need more. I need more. One of my favorite things I found out on one of those journeys is um, everybody looks at Chewbacca as like the hero and Bosk as like the, the bad guy. Because, you know, they kind of have that rivalry, Chewbacca and Bosk, because Trandoshans and Wookiees hate each other. Well, because they got- I actually wasn't aware and of that. Like- <laughs> Trandoshans and Wookiees hate each other. And the reason they hate each other is Trandoshans were these really advanced advanced people. I mean, they had they had starship travel mm-hmm. and they found Kashyyyk and they were slavers and they were like, oh, hey, look. Wild animals, and then they caught them, and the Wookiees fought them back, and they were like, "Oh, oh, wait, not this wild in, animals." Was this in Clone Wars? No, but there, there was a there, bit okay. where the, they captured Chewbacca and the Trandoshans because the Trandoshans are basically capturing people, releasing them on a planet to hunt them. Yeah, yeah. Because Trandoshans are hunters; okay. their entire religion is based off of hunting. Every hunt you succeed in, you get—I uh, forget what they're called. Uh, they're like these points that are tallied up, and you are judged by their huntress <laughs> goddess when they die. This is the weird stuff I know about Star Wars. Um, you and could whoever... probably write a more in-depth history report on Trandoshans than you could on the Civil War. Uh, yeah, no, 100%. Um, so anyway, they found the Wookiees, and uh, if memory serves, they were like, okay, we're going to hunt these things because they're like weird like cavemen. But then it turned out they were much more advanced than that, so they were like, all right, we're going to send diplomats. And the Wookiees were like, no, you showed up and shot us, screw you. And the Wookiees just slaughtered the diplomatic envoy, and they were like, that's not cool. The Wookiees then reverse-engineered their technology, beat them to the Senate, and were like, hey, these guys were coming to sl- enslave us, and vilified the Trandoshans, totally ruined their reputation, and uh, had the Senate, like, slam them with a bunch of stuff, and put all these regulations on them, and, like, knocked them down several pegs in galactic society, when the Trandoshans were like, we're sorry, here's diplomats. So... The moral of the story is Wookiees are assholes. Um, <laughs> was that all? Again, I have to, I'm going to be asking this a lot. Was that all canon or is that, that Legends um, now? Is, <laughs> that I think is Legends now, legends but like now. I also okay. don't think that was like a thing in a story or a book. That was probably like, here's a Star Wars encyclopedia of history that someone wrote. And like all that stuff is basically, I, I consider stuff like that in this weird limbo between Legends and canon because mm-hmm. it's neither until it's, Confirmed to be one of the other. Right. Uh, well, see, that's the that's a slippery slope because it's one of those. It's not canon. It's in the film. It's canon now. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. What? Well, it, like the Yu Zhang Vong. That's not canon. Like for sure, that's not canon. But yeah. we don't yeah, really right. know what is canonical in terms of the history of the Wookies and the Trandoshans right, right. now. Well, like yeah, that gotta... could still be what it is because it's just because it's not in any new official books. Right. They may rely on that. Right until that novel comes out, then we got yeah. it. I don't yeah, think I we feel get like... a novel. I think it'd just be like he said, another encyclopedia. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you really can't fuck with. Or really like the main series, the episode, the the movies with episode numbers. Um, that's what I, that's why I get worried about with like all this, all these cool new novels and video games and comics that come out. Like, is there going to be like a point like forty years down the road where they do the same thing? And it's like, oh, all of that's legends, and like here's the new canon. I'm like, oh, man. I don't think I, that I, will happen. I hope not. But it's one of those. If 
I can see comic books being retconned because that's comics. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I can see novels being retconned right? because it's novels. It happens all the time. I don't see them ever doing that with the films. You know, that's what I'm saying. The films they won't fuck with. Mm-hmm. All the extra stuff around it. Oh, so yeah, I can out, see them doing that's that. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, Ugh. I also think that in, in the way Star Wars was done and what is now Legends, it was very much appealing to a mass of nerds. It was geeks. Like There were a lot of people who were invested in it who weren't just invested in it because it was Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. It was part of your, your lifestyle or whatever. It was just another book on your shelf or something, and it was another thing to talk about. It was something to fight with the Star Trek nerds over. Um, yep. And so it was just sort of like, hey, I'm a writer. I want to write for Star Wars. Or, hey, you're a writer. We want you to write for Star Wars. And so like there wasn't... There wasn't a, hey, you have to make sure that whatever you write makes sense with the history that this dude wrote four years ago in his three trilogy novel or whatever. So now it's like Star Wars has a team and that team is Star Wars and they are going to be going, hey, that doesn't make sense. You need to change that to make it work with this over here going forward. Yeah, Lucasfilm has a group of people who literally just supervise that and I'm like, that's the best job in the world. Being Star Wars historian, like... That's I didn't know that was a job, but man, if I did know that was going right. to be a job someday, like what did I, why didn't I go to college for that? Like what the fuck? <laughs> the one thing that I would love to see if if they do continue to keep this up and never get lazy, and they continue to be like, no, that when doesn't I see make Luke sense. Luke Station finally getting those power converters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I would love to see the continuation of Luke's uh, of just Luke's story, mm-hmm. and then seeing. What the in between was, which mm-hmm. I know, like, there's probably going to be, we're going to see it in eight, nine. Right. But I would just love to see those hermit years. Like, well, they keep talking about Luke, Sebastian Stan. Yeah, they keep talking about Sebastian Stan casting. I don't know if that'll ever happen. Oh, no, that's but... just, that's just fun. Yeah. Because he looks eerily like Mark Hamill when they filmed. That's what I'm saying. They have that, and I'm like, hey, he's already under the Disney umbrella. So, I mean, it could happen. Mm. Very strong possibility. Well, actually, Cole, this is one thing I wanted to ask you. Oh, yeah. So with Legends, you're one of the people who are a fan, who is a fan of the uh, the old Legends storyline of like Luke turning to the dark side. Luke turning to the dark side, the Solo Twins. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge sucker for all that. Yeah, I yeah. love the Solo Twins. Oh, dark yeah, I, crate. Yes. Yeah, I was um, never a fan of like Luke turning to the dark side. I always felt like isn't that the opposite of what happens? In, oh no! So Dark Empire. Is it, one it's of my, like is, he gets trapped. Sorry to interrupt. No, you, but he no gets, you're good. He gets trapped into. Um, well, throughout he underestimated the, origi- the power of the Emperor. Well, not just that, but throughout the original trilogy, it's like his, his journey is like fighting against destiny predestination like mm-hmm. his father went down this path. You're supposed to go down this path, like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Luke growing and finding his own path, and eventually, like, no, I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Right. But you, what was your reason for liking the? Uh... Well, the thing is, when Luke goes in, he is warned by Yoda, mm-hmm. "Don't underestimate the power of the Emperor." Mm-hmm. I underestimate the power of the Emperor. Don't you do it too? He underestimates him. He throws away his lightsaber. The only reason why he defeated the Emperor is because his father suddenly goes, "Oh wait, <laughs> wait a minute, wait." Wait, this was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> this bad move, Cotton. And then he just he threw the emperor down. That's the only reason why Luke won. So in Dark Empire, when it turns out that the emperor has come back, Luke still feels that he's even stronger with the Force. I, I can take this. Goes down, and he, the emperor goes, "Hey, yeah, you could beat me, but your friends won't survive. Do this, or they die." 
do this or this dies. Oh, so he was kind of forced into it. Yeah, and it was like, okay, if I just if I can if I say yes now and I run the empire, then I can just turn everything on him and it's going to be okay, which is what almost every dark sider says. They're like, "No, no, it's fine. I'll accept this power and then I'll turn around and use this power yeah. to beat the person who I really wanted to beat." But the thing is, once you go down that path, you're a slave. And he f- became a slave. And the person who saves him is Leia. And the spawn of Anakin fulfilled their des- the destiny of defeating the Emperor. It was just there was two of them. So they together defeat the army of clones of the Emperor. And then didn't they have another sibling that went to the dark side? There's so the twins and then they had a younger sibling. There's right? Jason, Jaina, and Anakin. And mm-hmm. Anakin's path was super sad. Whoa, Chewbacca what? dies. Um, sacrifice. He sacrifices himself to save Anakin. Mm-hmm. Gets crushed by a moon, and then Jesus. Um, Anakin does die. But I mean, he went out awesomely after he betray. Who did he betray? It was Marge. No, it was Jason. I, I, Jason I get a little Marjorie. fuzzy when you start delving into Chewbacca getting crushed by a moon territory. Oh, sorry. So um, I, I know I can tell you what Bothans are allergic to. That's for sure. <laughs> There's like a whole medical report on <laughs> a that. Medical like, report on like, Boston holy allergies. Shit, guys. One, wow. one of my all-time favorite uh, <laughs> book series was Young Jedi Knights, mm-hmm. and because as a kid, um, I was the perfect Which, age. By the way, it sounds like a CW show. It, it really <laughs> does. <laughs> like the, the lightsabers, like never come out. It's just all the drama about trying to have a relationship <laughs> as a young Jedi. Like we can't, but the Force. No, it's the dark side. I'm going to be so good. Uh, <laughs> They're going to start a Sith Academy. Can they do that? They are. Yeah. Uh, oh, Lobaka and what his his um, interpreter droid. Do you remember that? No. So Chewbacca has a nephew, and yeah, I know he has a nephew named Lobaka. Which yeah. is was he in the so dumb? Special? No. Nah. <laughs> but Lo- Lobaka um, has uh, an interpreter around his neck, and his interpreter is constantly trying. It's basically Jason trying to speak for me. <laughs> So you'll have me who'll be which like, happens fuck all, that. Which happens all the time. Yeah, right? but it'll be like me saying like, fuck that. And Jason will be, JPG will be like, no, no, he, uh, we, we, other options, please. <laughs> and so that's basically the re- um, relationship between Lobaka and his interpreter that he wears around his neck. But that, um, the, the Jedi Knights book series, even, um, oh God, what was it called? Was Qui-Gon Jinn training a young Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know, that's a movie I would actually want to see. That would be... Which yeah. is like, I'm like, you know, they do the Obi-Wan movie, and I'm like, that's something I would check out. And it gives us an excuse to have Liam Neeson again. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh! Oh! Okay, going back towards on uh, Last Jedi, uh-huh. and kind of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Did you so notice... So Qui-Gon is Snoke. No, yeah, sorry. <laughs> did, you, did you recognize Rey's um, gauntlets? Uh, I, 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 I tried to pay very little attention to things, so no. Okay, so in uh, Force Awakens, at the end, where Rey pulls out the saber and she's holding it, she's in her gray outfit. Oh, in that scene. Okay, I thought you were yeah. talking about it in a trailer. No, uh, no, no, I'm then, not, no trailer talking here. This is no, all no, about I Force Awakens. Okay, Force it. Awakens, all right. Okay, so she's whole, uh, her gray is very similar to Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Mace Windu, uh, basically the Clone Wars Jedi gauntlet. Clone Wars Jedi armor. Yeah. Got it. And oh, I've, yeah, yeah. I okay. never noticed that, but that that would be something that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I only recently recognized that because I've been watching so much Star Wars because I promise you guys, when this episode comes out, not only have I gone crazy, but I think I'm just watching Star Wars nonstop. Clone Wars, Rebels, movies. I don't think I'm doing anything else. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not talking to you until I see the movie because, <laughs> unfortunately, like, I was supposed to see it like day it comes out. But there's a work thing I got to go to. But no, no, I'm definitely seeing this. I can't. I can't wait for this. Um, 
<clears throat> Sorry, guys. Um, Cole, actually, while well, I got you, why don't I... I don't think I've ever asked you this either. What is your relationship to this movie, the series? Like, how did you discover it? How did... Oh, God. Um, well, my... Okay, so growing up, my parents weren't exactly geeks or dorks or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the weird one in that family. Uh, it's just they... Wait, here's they... the Alex joke. You're the weird one here, too. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> That was really well played. Yeah, yeah uh, it sounded you know spot on. Just, I, I've just only like met her. the woman a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no. Uh, it was my parents had the kids' TV, VHS section, and then there was the adult VHS section, and Star Wars was in the adult section. And I remember as a kid just looking at the cover, going, "This looks cool." And then I started watching, it and I fell in love. And then we had Empire recorded from TV, mm-hmm. and that's all I had for the longest time was just Star Wars and um, Empire Strikes Back. And when I feel like what made me fall in love with Star Wars was I was the perfect age and started getting into it at the perfect time Mm -hmm. because I want to say I was the fifth grade when they were re-releasing. It was fifth into sixth when they were re-releasing Star Wars into theaters for the very first time. And they had the action figures coming out. With the special editions, they released them. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, wait a minute, you're younger than me. How did that happen? Yeah, no, no. Uh, The um, Cole's a (laughs) 40-year-old. Surprise! (laughs) No, um, so I was... uh, We bought the action figures, and then when you're seeing it in the theater for the very first time as a young kid, and just the Star Destroyers going over your head, and it just keeps going, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps going. It's a beautiful shot. And yeah. you're, as a kid, my mind exploded, and then we, Empire came out six months later, and then Return of the Jedi came out six months later, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget not knowing there was a third one. I didn't know about Whoa. Return of the Jedi until, what? like, yeah. So I'll never forget this. I can see... How like in a in a very pre-internet age when uh-huh. you don't have parents who are super geeks uh-huh. and all of your ex you know exposure comes from two VHSs mm-hmm. like yeah it's it's entirely possible Wait, to not long, know there's a third one. Well, how long before you discovered there was a third one? So it was too long is the answer. Yeah, but it was yeah, definitely too long. Yeah, I, wow, um, this series just ends on a downer. Wow. No, <laughs> <laughs> well that sucked. Wow, they well, lost. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just, I just remember like, oh, that's an intense ending, and it was just <laughs> that's how it was. Because remember, this is that, all started time might of have, Total Recall. That might have just traumatized you for years. It actually, you know what's weird <laughs> is it never did. I could, I never, I don't know. I, I kind of like what you were saying. Like, I never, I can't tell you what age I saw for the very first time. I can tell you the first time I saw it in a the theater. But when I watched Star Wars for the first time at home, I can't tell you. I just know that I've always known all those big plot points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I was in Blockbuster and we right. were looking for a movie to rent, Rest and I was piece Blockbuster, we were um, still like three. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Alaska They're tourist attractions now. It's crazy. All right, go ahead. There was we were looking at old movies, and I was like, "Oh, hey, look! These are the new Star Wars." Um, the, the old school Star Wars. I've never seen Empire because we remember I said we had VHS Star, um, Star Wars right. and recorded from TV Empire. So I was like, oh, I would love to see Empire without the commercials. And then I just looked down and went, Mom, what's Return of the Jedi? And then she just like, what do you mean you don't? What's Return of the Jedi? You're the geek in the family. How do you not know Return of the Jedi? And I just. What? <laughs> and then we re- we rented it, and that was I, my first time. I, I think love it was, the I love the idea of your mom calling you out. It's like, how do you not know about that nerd? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's she's like you. You're the geek, and um, 
And how did that go once you finally watched it? My mind was blown. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't. T- okay, so I will never forget the um, the Endor chase scene, mm-hmm. and just my mind was blown because, like, before that, like Empire, like the first, like the lightsaber fight was cool, and the you know snow speeders was cool, but we didn't have them flying through trees. And yeah, no, like I was saying on like one of the early episodes, that speeder bike sequence was revolutionary for the time. Like you did not see anything like that at the time. Yeah, and then um the Darth Vader fight with Luke and I was like, "Oh my god, it's the Emperor." It was just like all of this was like I just my like my geek because I didn't have the internet. It was like you're saying. It was just, I'm literally just sitting there like, "Oh my god." And Imagine um, young Cole just constantly like, "Huh?" Ah, ah, yeah. <laughs> and like I I saw the old fat guy as Anakin, like it was it was all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I think I blocked though the, um, the Ewok rap at the end of the movie because I don't remember it. You don't the remember original ending. Up? Come on, I no? don't remember the original. I um, I remember because remember I was a kid. So right. uh, after I we rented that, luckily the it was coming to um, the big screen, so I didn't see it for the first time on the big screen, um, and they changed the ending, and I just remember going no. Nah, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, this is this feels like an ending, not this weird '80s rap thing. That's <laughs> it, yeah, it's, that's one of the changes in the special editions where I was just like, I'm kind of okay with it. I was just like, yeah, I, I missed the the yub yub song, but like, okay, the, there's mm-hmm. a lot happening in that extra. Yeah, ending. no, it was just it even flows better when it's like the new song, the rap rap. I'm just like, what what is happening right now? <laughs> Who is singing? <laughs> Think about that's the only ending we had for years. Like, well, not hilarious. for me. It was only for like six months. Or whatever. It was very quick. Wait, have you seen it since? The rap? Yeah. Only because someone brought it up, and it was we we had an epic fight because he is older than me. He's older mm-hmm. than you, Justin. Oh. And uh, we were fighting over regular versus special effects, and I said the silver doesn't bother me. The 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 first time they fix things. Mm-hmm. Um. It's when they ju- he just kept Blu-ray f- bugs the living crap. I out didn't of me. see the Blu-ray one. You what know, were, I, what were the changes? I honestly have never sat down and like been like, oh, those are the exact changes between you know all all of them. Mm-hmm. I, I'm you know I'm could probably say I've never actually seen the original cuts. Oh really? What? I I don't know. I don't know. Like, I got been... the VHS, bro. I'll hook you up. Oh wait, I. I definitely think I have because I had that VHS box out of the three uh-huh. that came with like like it was half of Darth Vader's face and you could put two of them together and make like a Darth yeah, Vader yeah, book. Yeah. No, so I, I have know. that. So like I've seen that, um, but like I don't like again. It's been so long since I've actually like sat down and like. Bleh. Oh yeah, okay. no, I like I and when I did it recently when I was doing one two Clone Wars three like I don't know I just grabbed whatever was there and put it in and was like yeah I'm watching this like I don't know if this was like the. So I know I've seen probably each iteration, but I couldn't be like, oh yeah, that effect was from that one and that wasn't. Well, like here's blue- a, here's a oh, treat sorry. though. Oh yeah, here's a treat for you. Like I for the Star Wars breakdowns we did, that's what I had to do. I, I luckily I had the old VHS and I mm-hmm. I watched both versions. And when you watch the old one, you're like, oh, you realize like this is why that was the final cut of the movie because it flows that much better. These special editions, which you know arguably have a few cool shots but those extra seconds that it adds it, like it it makes the film drag does yeah it doesn't no fly. and it, it, it just no. when you see it you're just like holy shit like that's why this was the huge hit yeah no the yeah 
No, like you hit on the hammer, Justin. Like the original hit cut was beautiful. Yeah. I appreciate going back and fixing things that didn't a technology didn't have at the time. Like um when you see Luke Skywalker Snowspeeder shooting the at at. Oh yeah. And you can see clearly the the graphics and the special effects were not on the same page. You could, you could kind of see through the console. It was really yeah. weird. Yeah. So when they fixed that, I was like, oh, that's beautiful. Having a... F- oh, that's why we can cuss on the show. Having a fucking <laughs> animal, I don't even know, going in front of the screen. Like, he wanted you to feel like you were in the center of Tatooine, right? Yeah. But oh, having that writing- walk in front, I'm like, I'm trying to watch a movie here. Oh, when they're going into Mos Eisley, yeah. that big thing just takes up the screen. For 10 seconds. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of my way, bro. It's like, look at this animal texture. <laughs> I don't give a shit. And it still looks like crap. And <laughs> it's just stuff like that bugs me. And um, Star Wars has always shined in its practical effects. And I, I'm, I'm very happy now that they've... A, continued to use them. Oh, yeah. But B, seven for me, at least, they they looked like when they went into it, they went, this is where we're drawing the line. This is what's CGI. This is what's practical. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, I told people who were baffled that, like, yeah, BB-8's like an actual robot they built. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what? I'm like, yeah, no, no. Yeah. They, they built an animatronic little BB-8 that does all the mm-hmm. spins and the boops and the things. And, He's and it was great. And like, obviously they used CGI for the scene where he rolls around and grapple hooks. Oh, because yeah, yeah. I, if they can build a robot that can do that, they probably got themselves a military contract. But, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> well, you know, the military did contact them about their muffins because that was real too. Excuse me? Uh, the, oh, the uh, reconstituted bread. The thing, portions. Right? There you the go. portions, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's real. And the military was like, How did you know about this? <laughs> and they were like, Know about what? We, we did this for the movie. It was a special effect. We just inflated something. Well, because she could bro. actually, she, that was food. You could eat it. Yeah. It was it was mind blowing. Um, the thing that I love the most about the era that we're in now is we have technology where you can make everything with the computer. You don't need acting anymore. But as a fan base, we don't like it. Yeah, we don't we, want it. I, I want the practical effects. We we want storytelling with effects because we, you know we're in this world. We need it, but we want to see you try to make it as real as possible. Well, well, yeah. This is what I would argue is that CGI has become so commonplace that like the average person now can spot good versus bad, and when it's good, you don't notice it at all. So that's what I think is going on, and ILM, God bless them, are pushing the envelope. They're, they're trying to come up with every new thing to um, well, the, make it more convincing. The thing I love watching about uh, Star Wars is the uh, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and it's not like, and here's the thing where the prequels had it wrong. When you look at the behind the scenes of those, it's literally Anakin, Obi-Wan Kenobi sitting in a green tube with green surrounded by them. Oh, you're right. I totally I mean, remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then when you watch the behind the scenes of Rey, she's in a dirt. She, mm-hmm. There's a desert. There is. Yep. The only thing that's not practical in the scene where she goes down a sled to her her uh, little, little, I don't even know, her speeder bike with a thing mm-hmm. on it and the Star Destroyer in the background. The only thing that's CGI is a Star Destroyer in the background. <laughs> she is literally slut. You're like, oh, I need to aim for the thing that's literally right there. Okay, yeah. here we go. No, that's what I love about... Uh, I, I feel like those types of films always pull it off well when you have the right mix. Like you said, they drew a line. This is going to be practical. This is going to be CG. When you have that, 
and balance it correctly, everything comes off that much more convincing. I, I was talking to a friend about this. It's like, you know, Jurassic Park for me still holds up because they had the right balance yeah. of CGI versus practical. Even if you look at side by side what, you know, CGI looks like now versus back then, you know, back then is terrible, but because they did the right mix of practical, it looks well, way more I feel convincing. bad for those children. Oh my God. In Jurassic, Jurassic Park? Park 1. Well, that was yeah. a real head coming down to kill them with yeah. the glass. <laughs> and the raptors were dudes in suits. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, but the thing about the raptors, it's like, okay, yeah, it's terrifying. But can you imagine the set? They yeah. turn the lights off, yeah. the rain's coming down, and then this giant thing comes out of the blue. I get scared on the roller coaster, oh. let alone, like, like, I don't think that was acting. I think that was real fear. Oh, yeah. You know what was even more horrifying about that big T-Rex robot was, like, um, because it was they had to have it rain, the thing would malfunction, and yeah, it would just start read rattling and like vibrating, and it looks freaky as hell. Nope. It would um, it, there was there was so many issues with that thing, and like they had to have the the head designer, like the the engineer who built it, like on call all the time because it would malfunction and it would just turn on and activate randomly. Oh and heck, no. I uh, I, read, <laughs> I would pee. I, oh, I you I'd be gone. Be like, I nope, mouth thing where um, it started malfunctioning, and the only way to fix it like it was gonna if they didn't fix whatever the problem was mm -hmm. it was going to break and they mm -hmm. would have been out their t-rex and so the guy had to climb inside of it while it was on uh, and like <laughs> wait hold on hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> when you say climb inside of it do you mean like through the mouth no 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 he like, i think it was uh, up through the There's bottom like latch um okay somewhere, yeah. he had to climb inside while it was moving and this whole thing is just this giant jumble of don't climb inside this while it's moving <laughs> and he had to go in there to reset or or cut or deactivate something and i guess there was like a very very real probability that if he did something slightly wrong all the pneumatics would have just went uh, and crushed him and uh. Well, he made it out. So yeah. here's the thing: Can you imagine if the only way in and out of that T-Rex was the mouth? Because think of it this way: <laughs> the only way you're gonna have to go in there is if it's off. So it doesn't matter where we make the door. And can you just imagine, like that thing is? I need to go inside that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you're you're out a million bucks, buddy. Like I am. No. Oh God. That's no. Stuff like that's like, like, and Star Wars had a lot of it too with the job of the hut suit that took like four people to to animate. It's like, man, that was like crazy early days of Hollywood where stuff was insane, and now yeah. they're just like, nah, CGI it. We don't want a lawsuit. How do you guys feel about the the pit, um, job of the hut? Oh, what they added? Yeah, instead um, of it being like a like a like a like a yeah. um like a are, hole. Are we, it was just a hole with some teeth sticking we're out. Talking yeah. about the sarlacc. Sarlacc. Yeah, the sarlacc thank you. Yeah. Do, um, how do you feel about the pod? Oh, the little mouth that comes out? Ah! Um, I, it, sure. It kind of made sense. Yeah. I didn't need it, but it was one of those things where, I mean, as a kid, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That I think that was uh, a lot, my main reaction during the, uh, the special editions. Oh, cool. You haven't seen Blu-ray, though. No. So what did they add to the Blu-ray? Ewoks blink. That No, that, that I have seen it like on YouTube, like a side-by-side -side comparison, which... I get it. it's one of those things like that makes sense, but I mean, did we no, it need it? I, what, so they just keep their eyes open, cold. They don't ever close them. They don't ever of, sleep. Think of that movie. Think of all the effect, special effects that were used for aliens. Unless they made every alien suddenly blink, think of the cantina scene. There's a lot of aliens that aren't blinking at all. I don't see them adding eyes. No, no. We're gonna, let's let's give the carniv the well, carnivorous little furbiers like. 
eyes I blink. Well, I well it kind of makes sense that because their face has so much screen time, they're like, do they just it make it? They were trying to make them look less no. creepy, is my guess. No, no, adding yeah. the eyeballs makes it creepy. I'll never forget <laughs> the, see, the first time I saw it because. I was like, there's no way you're going to notice. But the fact that they were going to eat all those POWs wasn't going to bother you at all. <laughs> oh, no. I acknowledge that they are. I don't see one dead body. They don't waste Pe- the animals. All I'm saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, where'd all those great. empty helmets come from? <laughs> oh, my God. And yeah. there was blood stains on them, too. <laughs> They were those were not white helmets. They yeah, those were, are those things are vicious as hell. That man. was one thing that weirded me out. Um, what was in, in uh, the original when Obi Wan cuts off? Uh, oh the, gosh, what's his name? He's got a name. He does have a name. He does have a name. Right. He does. He, I don't like when you either. Uh, no, the uh, oh, he cuts the arm off. Panda Baba. But what's uh, his pun, name? Yes, yes. Panda Baba. He cuts his arm off, and there's blood on the floor. Yeah. And it's like I, that's weird. Because That's the first and only time, every time after that, it lightsabers instantly everything. cauterize yeah. a wound, and like that makes sense because they cut through things. Like, why would you bleed if you're being cut with white hot plasma? Like, oh no, here's another thing that made no I'm sense. Lose some sleep over that. God damn it. Oh, Go it's about to get worse for you because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. welcome to our hell uh, <laughs> of continuity <laughs> problems. George Lucas supposedly knew how episodes one, two, and three went when he started episode four, mm-hmm. even though he called episode four Star Wars. Yeah. We're not getting into that. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi is a Jedi who apparently is the most hunted thing to be right now. The Empire hates Jedis. Just walking around in the cloak gets you arrested. So he pulls out a lightsaber, cuts the guy's arm off, and everyone just literally goes, I didn't like him either. And then just keeps going about their day. There's... There's so much in that, though, when you, like, delve into what's going on outside of all that crap that's, like, they're, the one thing is they're in hut space, mm-hmm. and the huts and the Empire do not like each other. Not to mention, they're all freaking criminals. All right, that is an, uh, back to Clone Wars. They do kind of delve into that a little bit. The thing that bugs the absolute hell out of me, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just, I want to find someone and smack them, is Han Solo. <laughs> And him going, ah, the Force, that's ancient, blah, 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 whatever, Jedis aren't real. You were like 12 when <laughs> the Jedi alive. were leading a galactic <laughs> war. God like, damn it. they were well, on every planet. That's where they, f- there was propaganda, yeah, there was, was posters, there okay. were clones. Was he just in a nice little suburb where <laughs> none of it was going <laughs> they on? They fucked up. They, um, George Lucas <laughs> fucked up, because the Clone Wars was supposed to be something that, it was like, it was the equivalent of World War II during Vietnam. Yeah, like you everyone, know, yeah. No, no, probably World World War II with Desert Storm probably actually where it happened mm-hmm. but it was so long ago that it's more like war stories you hear about the epicness of the Clone Wars mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of like how Rey was like oh I thought he was a, like a myth right. I didn't know Luke was real but but Han wouldn't but, he have but been Han alive would have during... been alive yes, yes. Yeah. Han would have been but alive if, during that here's okay remember he I mean who knows if they change it in the fucking solo film but um, I'm still pissed off what's it called again Cole? What's that? What's that movie called? It's called Han Solo. It's not called no, Solo. No, 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 I'm pretty sure. It's Even something. Han Solo was like Finn. Did you just call me it's, it's Solo? It's one of his pet peeves, Lord. I why, why? Why is it Solo a Star Wars story? No, just be like Han Solo or a Karelian Star Wars story. Anyway, he's um, a why young you gotta man. Call him by his race. Co- no, fuck. <laughs> Let it go. He, he's a young. He's a young man who's growing up in the spice mines, who. It's, he, he, like hell, it's, there's a revolution that happens and he escapes with someone else. Mm-hmm. They become smugglers. 
Then he meets, he saves um, Chewbacca. So he's doing with all this stuff. Not once does he come across a Jedi. So someone goes, oh yeah, some dude can with a laser sword can like move things with his mind. It, it sounds far-fetched, especially but, if it's time when the Jedi were falling. I, but the council I, was around, though, right? I have to disagree uh, with you, Cole. Because was the council around? I'm pretty I, sure it I, was, I, right? Look, uh, I'm, I'm almost positive that Han Solo was alive during the Clone Wars. Yeah, because he's, he's older than Leia. What if he's just like a dumb jock? But he's just when a- you watch the Clone Wars, the, the, there was not... So the, the, the sort of argument is afterwards, like mm-hmm. the reason people don't know what they are now is because Palpatine basically when he took over the Empire was like purge all records of the Jedi Order, everything. Yeah. Oh, and in Rogue One you see him like purging the temple yeah, of all the crystals. The, the people shit. who yeah. are on the fringes who are like growing up now would be like, what? Because they don't have, there's no galactic news, there's no nothing. But when you literally have the two biggest widespread forces in the galaxy, the Confederacy of Independent Systems, which is going around going, hey, the the Republic is bad for you, join us and be independent, and you have the Jedi Order backing the Republic, and there are literally at this point hundreds of, of probably thousands of Jedi leading armies of millions of clones <laughs> yeah. across the galaxy, and they all have a uniform, there is a symbol, there is there is no way you grow up as a 12-year-old during World War II, when World War II is literally outside your door, and you don't know who the generals are, especially when the generals wield giant... <laughs> Flashy, whooshy <laughs> swords. Yeah, no. I mean, here's the thing. I understand. I'm try- what I'm trying to do is trying to explain it to make sense, because we're trying to answer something that even George Lucas said. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like there, there's the clearly... work around. You're trying to figure out the workaround, basically. Yeah, and you know, because the, the, there's the the infamous like, oh, I can do the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs or whatever. It's like, well, that's a unit of distance, not time. So right. how they change that is they go, yeah, it is a unit of distance because you're trying to get from point A to point B, and it's full of a, meteors and black holes and an asteroid field. So everyone takes this route, mm-hmm. but he could go, nah, I'm good enough that I can do this route, mm-hmm. so he can get there. Quicker. AKA. Look at them tap dance. Look at them yeah. tap dance. <laughs> look, at, uh. look at us figure this out. There, but, but like, there, the thing that bothers me is like, there really is no workaround for Han nope. Solo saying mm. that's ancient hokum. I have no well, idea. It'd be like yeah. if if the Pope died tomorrow, you'd be like, Pope? What's a Pope? Yeah, uh, right. there's no popes. Well, never been a pope. It's also like Family Guy hit it just in, like hit it perfect. Where Luke goes, "You don't believe in the Force, do you?" Oh, you mean that thing you didn't know existed until like five minutes ago? <laughs> and it's true because both of them. It just it makes no sense for the world. Like for Luke, maybe because it's like you're a poor farmer and your family kind of like knows what you are and wants to keep you ignorant. It's kind of yeah. like a Harry Potter effect. Like they knew the Dursleys knew. That Harry was the child of wizards, right? Right, and, and they just kept that away from and, him at and, all costs. And Luke's just trying to get out of there. So like anything, he's just a bored yeah. for, farm boy. But yeah. the thing is, he knew Luke knew about the Clone Wars because he says, "Old man Kenobi, you fought in the Clone Wars, didn't you?" And he goes, "Yes, I did." Oh shit! That was does. their first conversation. Luke says, "You fought in the Clone Wars." Mm-hmm. Well, Luke, what the hell were the Clone Wars then? Yeah. Please tell me. Yeah. No, I would have loved. I wish Alligator's his speech went more into it. Like, just let him old man tell war stories because it's the only thing that's going to keep George Lucas here honest. Um, it's I just 
I really like the your father wanted you to have this when you were older. He was the best like, fighter no, pilot I knew. Um, he calls him a smuggler at one point. He says he was a spice smuggler. Um, no, no, that's Han Solo. He never calls no, his he, father. He does call uh, Anakin a smuggler. Really? Um, yeah, and the really? cover, uh, in, in one of their first conversations, he says he was a smuggler. And one of the covers for that is the fact that the uh, in the Clone Wars, the ship they flew was a commandeered spice smuggling ship. And that was like Anakin's like thing that he used for covert missions. Oh. Huh. Um, so there's, there's But he that. does say he was the best pilot I ever knew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a good friend. Uh, what else does he get into? Uh, and then your father was be- uh, murdered and betrayed by Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a story that I would have loved to see. And we didn't get it. When your, your father, you, Obi-Wan Kenobi hated young Anakin. Mm-hmm. But he not didn't in the see, Clone Wars. He didn't see him fly once. He saw him well, fly. In the, in the Clone Wars in, no, 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 even in, in, in Phantom Menace, he saw Anakin Skywalker fly. No, but in the I guess Clone he didn't Wars. see it, but he was aware of it. He saw him pilot the uh, oh the pod racer. The pod racer. Yeah. He didn't. He, was he not there? No, Qui Gon was. Where was Obi Wan? On the ship, doing nothing. <laughs> well, I guess maybe he heard it secondhand. Yeah, I but guess. he. It's just he says that, and then oh, he like, wa- yeah, he did see him fly the speeder car uh, while they were chasing the bounty hunter on Coruscant. Oh, that's right, Zam West, whatever. Zam, the uh, Zam was. Yeah, but yeah. the thing is, not that that matters. I that's just, also yeah, later in life. That's not yeah. right when I met him, and mm-hmm. it's your. And then, of course, your father wanted you to have this, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Obi Wan's a liar. From a certain point of view, well, how could this have been construed? Well, okay, what's your take on that? Why didn't he tell him? I, I know, like Ken, who's listening at home. Shout out to you, Ken and Abdi. Um, I know Ken's take on that, but like, what was your take? Ken's like, why take did, on on like, or sorry, why didn't he reason. tell the truth? Why didn't he tell the truth? Um, uh. My theory is because at the time, a uh, th- that would be so outlandish to a ch- for a child to hear. <laughs> I mean, again, if we're if we are operating at the time that nobody knows what the hell a Jedi is, but we do know what the Clone Wars are. Um, and there's crazy old man Kenobi who lives in the hut down the road, and when you go find him, and he says, your dad was a Jedi, he was a general who led millions of clones, and then he betrayed everyone he ever loved, and I threw him into a pit of lava, and I stole his weapon so you could have it later to go kill him. Like, and then you don't he just killed tell your mom that. with yeah, his... Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I think it was more of a lie of necessity to be like, all right, it's happening. This is the turning point. I am old man Kenobi. I'm going to do I'm going to die soon. And I'm supposed to protect Luke. I need to actually give him the ability to protect himself from here on out. And what that's going to require is me lying through my teeth. <laughs> See, the thing is I don't I never took it as a lie because it's something that Star Wars has consistently done and this is one of the few things that even George Lucas in post has been able to consistently do. When they tur- fall to the dark side, their who they were has who they been- is gone. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's talking definitely about Anakin and exactly what we mean. Oh, he was killed by Darth Vader. Well, he was. Anakin was killed by Darth it's Vader. Definitely not sense. Anakin in that suit. And that's one of the things that I'm really appreciative of these new films with um, Leia talking to Han Solo saying no. There's still well, even though they say light instead of good, and that mm. will always bug me. Um, there's still light in him. There's always one person that still believes because no one is pure evil. Mm-hmm. No one. If they're pure evil, they're a boring person to talk about. Mm-hmm. And that's look with um, Ben Solo, with Darth Vader, there's always one person. With the one person, it was Luke Skywalker. 
Okay. I always took the whole thing as like, maybe I shouldn't tell this kid that like I really fucked up his dad in that fight on Mustafar. Well, I mean, <laughs> we all knew that he did. It's just the way that ended. It was like you couldn't like force put him into the lava. You have to say you were my brother and just walk away from his burning he corpse. He had the high ground coal. <laughs> oh, we're not getting into that. Jump to the side, you idiot. Like, why? Right? Why like, over? why did he jump over? You underestimate my power. Now it's called angles. Jump <laughs> a st- 90 degrees to the right, good sir. And why then you, why you even jump? Just take a step onto it and then kind yeah, of... Yeah, use the droid that clearly can still float. <laughs> you just keep going. And then again, you see in Clone Wars, because Clone Wars is, is this sort of like... Everything that was wrong with two and three, you can go look at Clone Wars and go, yeah. hey, they did it right. Yeah. You see Anakin and Obi-Wan fight, and like, it was good. They're good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and o- Obi-Wan's duels with General Grievous are it's sometimes the highlight of the series. Like, their rivalry is fantastic, and I love it. I was reading something that called it, like, this made Grievous like a, a childish foil of a character compared to Tartarovsky's... Uh, Clone Wars, where Grievous was like this, like ridiculous Jedi. He murdered Clone menace. Wars. Cl- I mean, Clone Troopers, like they were paper, and, yeah. and several Jedi sometimes too. He would just be like, "Nope, you're dead, whatever." Um, but they did make him a little more comical. But his his rivalry with Kenobi drives so much of that show. Sometimes well, that it was awesome. The because- thing also. Oh, I'm sorry. What? No, no, no. no go, go ahead. I was say that show also cared so much. Like you said, we said earlier in this episode, um, they love Star Wars. Anakin says, "Oh, General Grievous, you're shorter than I expected." And then he and, and Grievous goes, "Oh, you're so much younger." So that's clearly their first meet. Never once does Anakin fight General Grievous in Clone Wars. He doesn't. He meets him like maybe he doesn't. I know they've been in the same place at the same time before, and he's same aware. place. But have they? Oh wait, seen in, each other in Tartarovsky's or in um the the, the, cartoon. the CGI. Um, I, I know they've met. I don't know if they duel, but I know they meet. I know they've and been also, in the same Obi-Wan place, has to have at least but... talked about it. Well, Folks, yeah, feel well, free to correct us, but oh, yeah. we'll, go, we'll go with that, yeah. I, I don't think they've ever been in the same room. Like, I think they've been like, we, I'm chasing him, I'm chasing him. Could be. I, they've never had a dis- they There's never six talked. seasons of that show. I can now, now, like in my mind, yeah, of course they fought. But now that you're questioning it, I'm like, well, sh- maybe, maybe they there didn't. was maybe they didn't. There was a lot of Obi Wan. There was a lot of um, Kid Fisto. There was a lot of Kid Fisto's apprentice mm-hmm. who got owned. Oh God, absolutely oh, God. destroyed. Yeah. I felt bad for him because it was that moment where you're like, I did not. I did not feel bad for him at oh, all. Oh really? No, I felt bad for Kit Fisto because it's like, all right, clearly Kit Fisto, they are not giving you another Padawan because <laughs> you are a terrible, oh. terrible teacher. Um, uh, uh, Kit Fisto was awesome. He was great, but he was a bad teacher. You know who I want to come back in the series from Clone Wars? Rex? No, even though yes, but he'd be dead. I'm sorry, clone troopers have a, a progressed yeah. age, hmm. so he'd be a skeleton. I want Asajj Ventress. So... Because we, well, she's Snoke, so it's no. (laughs) Let it go, man. Um, Asajj is a weird thing because what happened to her is no longer canon. What? Wait, it's in the show, isn't it? Cartoons canon. No, the comics about afterward. Oh, where she takes, uh, what was his name? Uh, brown skin, yellow mark on his face. Uh, Mace Windu's like best buddy. Uh, they developed Form Eight together. Yeah, like that's the I, I, that's I the thing know. I know, but I don't know if Anakin was in the same room as Grievous yeah, right. at any point. <laughs> hey, together, um, we'll together forgive we you stuff. for that one. Um, so uh, she they they like fall in love, and she pulls him to the dark side. 
Um, and then he pulls her Hold back on. to the time light. Out. Time out. Time out. No pronouns. Who? Huh? Not not him. Who's who's him? Uh, the the, the guy who oh, I not can't. Mace Windu. The, no, the, not the, Mace Windu. The best Windu. friend. The best friend. Who's? Okay. I'm gonna look it up. Anthony, okay, Anthony. I don't know if you can. Possibly I, no, he's look he's that also up. looking yeah. it up too. <laughs> so okay, so Asajj Ventures falls in love with the best friend of Mace Windu. Yeah, whose name was? I have no was, idea. We're gonna find it right here. Mace Windu's best bro. That's <laughs> that's a Google search I never thought we'd do on this show. I know, right? Mace Windu's <laughs> best bro. Oh man. But, but what happens to him in the in the, uh, uh, in the yes, comic I guess book? it was a comic where she they, they sort of have this like star-crossed lover sort of thing mm-hmm. and she ends up pulling him to the dark side uh, and then he Bro's pulls her hose, back man. to the light and huh. so Asajj at least my memory serves where I left off with it there's probably more or something mm-hmm. she ends up Forsaking being, she was never actually truly a Sith. No, she was um, a she was a um, um, she was a bounty hunter basically. Yeah. She was a bounty hunter who was trained to use the dark side of the Force as an assassin, but never inducted into the rites of the Sith. This was the one that was kind of like this weird sisterhood. And was she was separate... part of the Night Sisters. She was yeah. Dathomirian, which right. Zabrax okay. are Dathomirian. They're just the male. There are female Zabrax, but Mostly. they're from Dathomir, mm-hmm. and Dathomirian and Zabrak are like Zabrax an offshoot of the Dathomirian species. Maul is a Zabrak. Again, Savage. I that's know, what you know. Really weird stuff about <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Let's talk that's genealogy. Why, that's why I brought you guys on. <laughs> oh, um, we, oh, 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 oh my God. Okay, so something that I've loved so much about Star Wars, which is why I swear to God I get pissed off every time someone says Ray is a Kenobi. Uh-huh. Is the love story in Clone Wars? Oh of my gosh! Yes. Between him and uh, the Mandalorian Queen, Sabine. Yeah. That was one of my that favorites. Was yeah, abs- because that there was that moment where he he has with her, where he full on tells her to her I face, would leave the Emperor. I, mean, I would yeah. leave the Jedi Order for you if you asked me, and it's like. And Obi-Wan. she even says, like, I will never ask and you. She's like, I would never ask. It. Like, they are like, please, just, just. Just See, fuck, just once. No. The thing I love about them is they're what Anakin and Padme should have been. Yes, but 100%. Because Anakin and Padme were both incredibly selfish. Mm-hmm. And when I say selfish, it's... Padme it's, for good reason, Anakin for all the wrong ones. Yeah, but it's still like, when I say selfish, it's more like uh, choosing themselves over the people, which is something right. that we all do once, mm-hmm. but it's also why I say I would never be a Jedi, because... Mm-hmm. I could never put everyone in front. No, you're practically priesthood. Like I can't. Yeah, because yeah. like the argument I always make is it's not just sex. Forget forget this the sex part, but it's a Jedi. If his mom was in danger, mm-hmm. would see the mom, and then would see a ship with millions of people. He would let his mom die to save the millions. Now bear in mind he would try for both, but he would save the million first because. The millions outweigh his one yeah. mom. For me, million people die. I'm saving my mom. So that's where I'd have to kind of agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Backpedal real quick. It was Keenland Voss. Was Keenland the guy's Va- name? Hold on a second. I know that Quinlan name. Keenland Voss. Keenland Voss. Keenland. Keenland. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. It's Star Wars. Who cares? Is he in Clone no, Wars? Okay, the he is. Fami- he does show up in Clone Wars. No, no. Like it's once. the name's familiar because Ken's mentioned him a bunch of times. This dude. 
He's got like oh, a yellow. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. she pulls him to the dark side, and he becomes her apprentice. One, oh, no one second, one note to my co-host Ken, who's not here. Hey Ken, how long were you yelling at us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he has not stopped since this began. Just no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. It's killing you're wrong. boss. Just, just, killing boss. Just to be a dick, I'm gonna put a long pause in the middle of the episode. <laughs> it's killing boss. <laughs> you fucking casuals. <laughs> um, but if if memory serves, that's the one she pulled to the dark side. They became uh, lovers, and then he pulls her back to the light. But again, uh, okay. um. I could talk about Dathomirian subspecies for hours, and that's the kind of stuff I forget. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? I don't know, but this is how the species became. Ooh, you want to have a real fun conversation? We can talk about the M- uh, Imperial DMV or the BOSS. <laughs> Excuse me? We were playing the uh, Edge of the Empire game, uh-huh. and we, we stopped to think wait a minute, what happens when you steal a ship? <laughs> like, like, oh, wait, isn't wait, there wait, wait, a okay. thing? Like, how does somebody know you're... Like, if someone steals yeah, your yeah. car, you can go, hey, someone stole my car. Right. This is who it's registered to. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into that. So we actually kind of had a discussion like... The, uh, Cole, I don't know if you can remember this, but, like, I guess appeared on, like, one of uh, Race of Geeks episodes, and Jason and I just kind of went off, like, wait... Do they have like a CHP, like an equivalent? And then there's like HR within the Empire, and like there's got to be different departments. We kind of just went down that road and we're like, wait a second, how would this work? So when you brought up like. Okay. No, there, go, go ahead. there is an Imperial DMV. And does does it, each ship have a lowjack or something? So, or? Uh, each ship has burned into its sublight engines an identifier. Um, and in order to change that, you it's very, very difficult. But. Um, <laughs> There, there's so much that goes into it, but basically, like, it, it is the DMV on a galactic scale. And the reason that you can steal ships and do things like this is because you have to... There's no instant communication to from the galactic core, the outer rim. So you have to pay to have your system updated. And pretty much, by the time you do, unless you're paying through the nose, you know, a poor starport like Moss Eisley, like paying through the nose monthly to have all of these informations brought in, they're not doing that. So they go, hey, that shit belongs to so-and-so. Like, yeah, four years ago, I wanted off him in a gambling game. Look, I have the new papers, which I totally forged. Oh and God. then you go, the guy's like, I don't know if I believe that. And you go, here's 50 credits. Yeah, you do. Um, and so that's why, like, ships can be stolen or traded. And basically, the whole thing is just clouded in red tape and so much crap that, I like... I can't imagine the red tape attached to the Millennium Falcon. It, well, exactly. Oh my like God. that's why they're like, "Hey, you, you can't, you can't like identify anything yeah. anymore I, because yo, that that ship looks like that one ship. Oh yeah, no, we changed the name on it when we bought it from some other dude. Well, he didn't own it. Well, we bought it from him. Must you got to go back like years to figure out where things went? And that's why the end edge of the empire is just this lawless wasteland. <laughs> Oh my god! It's fantastic. So what were you gonna say, Cole? No, I just, I just, I can't wait to see Lando own the Millennium Falcon, and then call it something else. <laughs> Maybe well, the next haven't. What was the name before? No, it was always the Millennium Falcon. Oh, and then oh, he he won it off of he won it off of a game of cards. Yeah, uh, Sabuk or whatever. Yeah, he had is. the. Uh, oh, what was the name of the hand that he won it with? Oh, I died. I can't tell Oh, you. that, you're going deep on that one. I don't well, know. There's that's a specific a hand in Sabacc that, uh, an Idiot's Array. Idiot's Array oh, is God. the name of the specific hand in Sabacc that he used to win the Millennium Falcon. You know, what's funny Lando is Kassian. he plays Sabacc a lot mm-hmm. in his own series. Like, he keeps playing it. But the, um, ah, the one thing that I really want to see in the Han Solo film mm-hmm. is Lando dresses Han Solo. <laughs> 
Just and it, that way, so people go, oh, he wasn't wearing Hans. He was wearing his own clothes. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's just like this fashion statement is popular yeah. then, like you know. <laughs> so I mean, of course, different pants because he's not a Mandal- um He's not a Karelian. Doesn't what have do you, to have those weird like pants. Yeah. What do you got. guys What do you guys feel about Solo? Like, what do you guys do? You think it's gonna? I, I mean, the, the buzz the buzz yeah, around the it is not. I, I'm getting like it's not very positive right now. Um, like, well, do we want th- this? Like, the new thing in Hollywood is to halfway through a project switch directors. So, <laughs> like that, that. I mean, that happened, and I'm because like, because Cole has no feelings about that. I can tell. Um, <laughs> we'll get uh, to it in a sec, bud. Honestly, Donald Glover has a job. I'm happy. Okay. Like, I good I, for childish Gambino. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, he definitely he he deserves the role. I'll never forget the interview where they asked him like, "Hey, did you talk to um, Lando?" And I can't think of his name right now. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. There you go. And um, he was like, "Yeah." So I went to Billy D. And I was like, "Hey, so I look at Lando and I think he's suave. He's charismatic. He's constantly thinking ahead. He's he's doing all the stuff and all of these things are happening internally." And then Billy D. goes, "Nah, man, he's just cool." <laughs> <laughs> that might be the coolest thing. <laughs> There's a, one of the bars I, I service. There is a old Colt 45 ad with Billy D. Williams on it on the wall, and it is just the greatest thing ever. To be like, that is Lando selling malt liquor. What bar is this? <laughs> it's uh, Mulligans out in uh, San Clemente. Uh, San Clemente. Dana Point. San Clemente. San Clemente. Yeah, Mulligans. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's just right up behind the bar, and I'm like, that is so oh, fantastic. Shit. They could probably sell that for some decent money. I, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'd buy it. Yeah, right. I, I want I want Lando selling malt <laughs> liquor on my wall. <laughs> I want Lando in the new Star Wars movies. I was kind of bummed that he's not in uh, Last Jedi. Right. Like, like Ryan uh, Ryan Johnson confirmed that. Right. Well, I mean, everyone's lying. I don't. Everyone's believe lying about That's everything, true. as but far as I'm concerned. At this point, he's not. Apparently, though, Daisy Ridley almost ruined something for Star Wars and got very scared and stopped talking. What was it? I don't know. Oh. So it was, it was during their um, promotion this last week, and I don't know if it was on Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know what she was on, but she freaked out and then looked to Mark and Ryan for help and then just stopped talking. And I cannot tell you for the life of me. Ken probably knows. Ken probably definitely knows. God, the people that have to keep track of like those NDAs and make sure they don't say anything, that must be such a nightmare to deal with. I, I can't imagine, though, at this point, like unless she full-on was like, here's the plot. Like They're not going to get rid of her. She's their oh, new. Of course oh, no, no. Still not getting rid of, but here's the thing. If you're an actress who's... I, I'm pretty sure she's only done Star Wars and then Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's her well, only... Th- those are her, her, her biggest roles, yeah. Right. If they find her a lot of money for s- slipping, I'm pretty sure that would hurt her. What do you so, mean hurt her? Like, well, it's one of those. Okay, so you, yeah, you just made two million dollars. Sweet, we're finding you one point five million. Mm. So, as a movie star, you're like, that's not that much money. But if you're just starting out, you're like, but that's all my money. You know what I'm saying? I wonder. That's I, still a lot that's of a, money. That's just, a, no, from that's my a perspective, steep penalty. I don't know if they'd go that far. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I can't imagine they would. You have to think. But the, all these actors, producers, scriptwriters, they're all terrified to talk about mm. this film. There is a reason behind the fear. This isn't like a Jedi going, <laughs> "Don't tell it." No, this is Palpatine looking at you, saying, "You want to talk?" It's it's Palpatine's real, and like they don't want to deal with the Force lightning. Oh, man. Could you imagine <laughs> if we had Palpatine from Clone Wars in the movies? 
He was good. He was so scary. Good. When he scary. took down Savage and Maul. Oh my gosh, while that was laughing. incredible. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. That, that was, was the scare. That I was afraid of the Emperor in that one that, scene. That all scene also is kind of weird to me because, like, he accepts Maul back until that he moment. sees he has a student. Mm-hmm. No, no but, but he kills a student and spares Maul and is like, hey, you're coming back into the fold. And what then the next time we Savage see him, the student was Savage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The next time we see him, he's off in Rebels being freaky deaky crazy man, like talking to himself in the desert again. Like, what happened there? Well, no. I mean, there. I would love to see that story, but I'm pretty sure. Something happened where um, Sidious just abandoned. It was more like a, if Count Dooku doesn't work out and Anakin doesn't work out, I have a plan C. And since Anakin worked out, he didn't give a shit about his other plans. He's like, nah, I got Vader. I'm good. I imagine he probably tried to kill him and he escaped. Yeah, I'm sure. Is the best thing I can think. And then he was like, all right, I don't want to deal with it. He disappeared. We're good. <laughs> like, he's not that... I mean, he, he totally once unified all of the underworld factions in the whole galaxy and actually posed a threat to the Empire. But, yeah, you know, I'll let it go. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> what's, what's, what's a bunch of underground smugglers going to do against my armada? <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, I can't believe we're already at an hour and a half. So, all right. It's, all, it's Star Wars Eve. Like, Cole, what are your thoughts on the upcoming film? Final thoughts. You have to give me guide roll guidelines. I mean, are you what? Are, what are you feeling about this movie? Oh, is okay. it gonna is it gonna be? Our, so, is, is it gonna, is this gonna be Empire for this trilogy? Is this gonna be? Do you the, think it's gonna exceed expectations? Is it gonna be something very different? I what feel at this point, seven days away from the film. Even though you're listening to it, it's like two days from the film. Mm-hmm. This movie. It's all advertising is saying this is going to change Star Wars forever. I believe it. Um, Ryan Johnson did such a great job that George, the Lucasfilm and Disney didn't just fall in love with this film. They gave him a trilogy where he can do whatever he wants. Um, that says a lot right there, yeah. Yeah, that says... And Yeah, it's, it's huge. And from everything that I've seen, this film, I feel is going to leave me in tears more so than just seeing Carrie Fisher on screen because I'm oh, going to yeah. ball. Oh, I'm going to lose it once she comes yep. on screen. That's it. I, I cry in Force Awakens. When Han Solo rushes forward to see Princess Leia's ship land and everyone leaves and then she comes out, I get teary. And that's oh, when no. I know what's coming. When when I had to break down episode seven, I just I was... I was bawling. Yeah. Like when she came on, I was just like, good God. And then you see her like just when she's in sad and then everyone fucking shares this, but may the fourth be with you, Carrie. God damn it. You get me crying every time because it's so beautifully put together. Good job. Whoever edited that. But, um, this film is going to change everything. And I'm just to say I'm excited is not, e- I'm more excited about this than Christmas. <laughs> Oh, Christmas is a thing. Yeah, oh, right. I, like, I didn't even. What's Christmas? What? I didn't even know. Like <laughs> I'm counting down days. My advent calendar is more for Star Wars than it is for, <laughs> for Christmas. Um, I want to see Ben Solo. Apparently, this movie is going to answer a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to see Snoke. We're going to see who Ray really is. We're going to understand Ben Solo. It's the longest Star Wars film in the history of Star Wars movies. There's. It's dark. It's edgy. The second film in any trilogy is always the darkest. And I know that sets you up the door like, it's basically Empire. This new trilogy is the original trilogy, just copy and pasted. I get it. I can see the arguments. And I use that voice for a reason. 
So I just I'm so excited. <laughs> Lauren, same question. Um I'm going to be pissed that I have to pay full price for a seat in that theater cuz I'm only going to be using the edge of it. <laughs> um well played. Beautiful. Oh, that was so good. I was like, "Wait, what?" Um yeah, yeah, that. Like I am I am I have been trying to just not think about it because if I think about it, my day it a, a day is going to stretch into a freaking year. Um I'm excited about everything. I mean, I I like the minutia of Star Wars, all those little details. Mm-hmm. Like I th- those new whatever speeder vehicles they have that are slamming into the salt flats. Like what what is that? Where did that come from? Is that some that, sort of new B-Wing? I want to know. That crystalline um, fox. What the hell is that? Yeah, like, what is going on? Who <laughs> is Ed Ed's GTs, GTs? Because they look like gorillas? Like, yeah. what is going on here? <laughs> like, more people are like, who is Snoke? And I'm like, what is Snoke? What is he? I, I want to know, like, wh- where this dude came from and what he is. And, like, have we seen his race before? When he first showed up, I was like, this guy's huge. What I'm is this giant sure. guy? Oh, I'm he's pretty, a hologram. I'm pretty sure it's Lobot. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yes if it was Lobots it explains the scars he had to have the, the, the cyber stuff removed solved save your money folks No, <laughs> don't go see it it's just Lobot he, he ran the simulations this is the best way to handle everything Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> I mean, we haven't seen him in person yet. See, um, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, who are raised parents? That's that's an exciting question to be answered, and I, I honestly hope it's no one we know. Mm-hmm. I, I hope, want the twins. Uh, you know what? I I hope Dak was just like, screw it, I'm out. <laughs> like, he was a rebel pilot. Why not? Um, you know, it's it's all these little background details that I'm so excited to see because seven, I think seven took all this culmination of like, we had the original and everyone was like, what is everything? This is incredible. There's you're you're looking at the the tip of an iceberg here, and then the original trilogy or not the original trilogy after the original trilogy we had the prequels and they were like hey we're gonna delve into some more stuff and the fingers are stretching out but with each one it's that that you're seeing more and more of that iceberg that is star wars and it's just incredible to see it all come together and i'm excited i'm really excited to see what new practical effects they're showing like what am i gonna see that is that, that anyone else would do cgi and they're not what, what giant 10-man puppet is gonna show up and it's just going to be some awesome, like, two-headed crate dragon or something. Who knows? It's going to be incredible. I just... The experience of seeing a new Star Wars movie is what I'm most excited for. It could... If this plot's terrible, I don't care at this point. Because I lived through the prequels. It's not a big deal. It's still going to be awesome. It's literally just Ryan Johnson throwing feces at the yeah. camera. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, if it's that, but, like, he's got, a, like, a, like a <laughs> lightsaber <laughs> to be <laughs> making that noise, I might be still okay with it. Sold. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for me, I'm just, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not just excited. I can't believe we're at this point in cinema history. That also is true. I cannot believe it's like, not only is it another Star Wars movie, it's a, it's a, it's a Star Wars sequel, another sequel. And like Cole said, it would, it's going to change how we look at things. And I feel like there's going to be enough in this movie that um, everyone's just going to be blown away. And it, and it, it's just, I, I'm still struggling to believe that we're at this point. I, I just can't like, oh my God, we're really here. And I know I'm going to lose my shit when Carrie Fisher's on screen. I'm just going to be crying. Yep. You, know, no, you know what? I'm going to be crying when that first note of the theme hits. Oh, that, 
Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh god, that's uh, oh the original like, yeah. like the, I, the title screen. Yeah, just I'm like, oh god. Once the crawl starts, I'm like, I'm episode I'm seven be was the first time I, in memory, got to see a crawl. Mm-hmm. Um, the the other ones, I I remember it from high school, but it was like, eh, it's you know, when I saw episode three, it was like, whatever, it's it's Star Wars. I don't remember it for the others. I'm pretty sure I showed up late to the second one because my dad just took me one day and we like wandered into a matinee, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, whatever's going, on. yeah, clones, yay. Um, but that was like, I was so excited for episode seven, and the second the crawl hit, I was like, I am crying. Why? Yeah. Why is this happening? This Same. Is, ah. I was in tears like immediately and then the movie delivered and I was crying for like half of it. I mean, I wasn't crying at the crawl, but I definitely needed money back for only using the edge of my yeah, seat exactly. as well, yeah. right? That's a and great I, way to put it. Mouthless jaw. I, I, joy was flowing through yes. me. Mm-hmm. Joy, a perfect word, joy. And it's like, you know, with who talks first, I talk first, you talk first. <laughs> that was so <laughs> good. Seeing Kylo, seeing um, Ray, seeing it was- all of that. It was just and, a funny moment because it's like it's like regular dialogue, but it actually does kind of work here. And, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, and just seeing Han Solo and Chewie enter the Millennium Falcon the very first time. Again, also cried then. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I just, it was for me. It was I didn't cry because to me it was just I was in such a bliss. Mm-hmm. But that at the same time, I mean, I I know I've said this many times on this network on every show, but when we I watched that film, I was dressed up as Han Solo. Like I'm sitting in the theater with everyone else in normal clothes, and I'm in Han Solo gear, mm-hmm. and then that scene happens, yeah. and I keep saying, "No, no, this is fine. This is the time where I watch it, and I can just take it as this is part of Star Wars." Mm-hmm. Every time, it's I feel like I'm being stabbed through the heart, and yeah. I'm like, "Oh God!" Yeah, this, this is just a movie where I'm like, I, I again can't believe we're here, and. I try to stay as neutral as I can whenever I'm like judging any film. Like again, that's why I don't watch the trailer. I like I want to make my movie going experience as pure as possible. But it's so hard not to get hyped up for a movie like this. And and they haven't overdone the hype. It's everything's been just They don't right. have to. It's I, been just yeah. right. You're like, "Wow." I feel like for me the the second I heard they were doing an episode 7, I was already hyped for 9. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because like, you know, Star Wars comes in, in threes. threes. Star yeah. Wars does not come in. They're not going to do episode seven and just be done. Episode seven comes <laughs> out in one year. Oh, I can't wait to see nine. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was it, it was sort of that moment, like, to, I mean, you know, go, go all the Dune on you guys, if you're mm. familiar with Dune. Yeah. That, that moment where you're just like, I can see, like, I'm going to be sitting in a theater watching Star Wars Episode Nine. Like, seven was announced. And I'm like, I'm going to be there when, on opening night when nine comes out. Yeah, it's like, like we it's, have plans in a couple of years already. It, like, it's like <laughs> that sort of moment where it's like, and again, you know, see that we're at that point in cinema history where we're hitting two huge benchmarks with uh, Infinity War being just, I don't even know how that happened, first off. Yeah. And then Star Wars, in, in my mind, sort of, there was this whole thing where it was like, okay, Star Wars was was like the big, like, geeky movie experience thing. And then Lord of the Rings was like, no, nah, we're going we're gonna to one-up you. And we're going to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. We're going to be the best. And not necessarily the best, but just like the, the biggest, the most out right. there. And now Star Wars is like, hold my beer. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're coming in <laughs> and we're doing this. And we're going to do so good with episode seven that guess what? You're getting offshoot stories now. We're, do, we're doing stuff. You're not doing, oh, hey, here's the tale of like Bard before he yeah. was doing stuff. No, oh, you're not doing that. Oh, no. We're, if I told 10 year old me that like, hey, there's going to be a point in your life where you're going to get a new Star Wars movie every year. Yeah. 
Ten-year-old me would have went, I... Hold on, what? (laughs) Every year? Yes, every year, and on Christmas. (laughs) Like... And there's going to be a Star Wars land at Disneyland. What? Like, you, I mean, 10-year-old uses would just die. I'm, I'm pretty sure if I went to 10-year-old me and I just said, hey, this is your future, I don't think I would believe him. I would think, like, you're a crazy man. There's no way. <laughs> oh. All right, that, that was beautiful. Um, Lauren, where can they find you, bud? Oh, um, you can find me on Twitter at DM underscore LSP, where occasionally I rant about Dungeons and Dragons and uh, just random cynical stuff. I will often question people as to why they are following me because it's really pointless. You can also find me at Nerds on a Roll. We are an actual play podcast of Masks, a new generation. So we uh, geek out about superheroes and uh, as well on the Nerds on a Roll uh, sort of feed. I am the host of Roll with Us, where I interview people on Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop stuff. We are part of the Spark Network, so check us out. Fantastic, Cole. Where can I find you? Well, I mean, if you don't know already, I'm also part of the Geek Say What Network. The what? I'm the it- Geek Say What <laughs> Network. Uh, it's kind of the thing that you're under too, buddy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a thing. Uh, part of the Ready Set Geek podcast. You can find us. At Ready Set Geek, or if you're on Instagram, at Ready Set Geek Podcast. I know, cr- clever title. Um, you can find me on social media at Emerald Knight eighty six on basically every social media except PS four, because here's the beautiful thing about PS four. I messed up the first time, so Emerald Knight eighty six is already taken by me, but it won't <laughs> let me have it. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm Emerald Knight underscore eighty six. <laughs> Because I can't figure out how to fix that, so I just I don't care. So yeah. Ken is cackling at you right yeah, now. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. It happened. I was originally scattershot thirteen, but whatever. <laughs> Emerald Knight eighty six, baby. Woo! And you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari, on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari, and don't forget to check out uh, Geek Offensive's official Instagram at Geek Offensive. Um, you can find the Geek Say What Network on all social media with the handle at Geek Say What. Uh, don't forget to check out the other two shows on the network, uh, Geekio, hosted by Justin Madriaga and Ish, and Race It Geek, hosted by Alex Gallet and this gentleman... To, well, you guys can't see, but he's sitting to the right of me. Cole. <laughs> That's a lie. Yeah. I'm this, adjacent. <laughs> and this other short dude who I may or may not be related to. Anywho, <laughs> uh, shout out to Wayland Productions. Oh, yeah. I'm finally back in the studio. The last few episodes, we've had a ton of technical difficulties, but this episode... Waylon is helping us out. Uh, we're sharing the space, using their equipment. Um, check them out at waylonproductions.ws. Uh, shout out to Jordan Denae, um, our geek apparel sponsor out of uh, Brooklyn, New York. You can look her up at jordandenae.com and on Instagram at NYC. Shout out to Marley Rosner uh, for all our original music. Um, shout out to our MVP, Anthony, for coming in and covering. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Thank you. Um, I miss your checkered flag, though, buddy. I miss I miss it. That's not this show, Cole. God no, but it's it. amazing. No, no. Geek offensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to join the offensive. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.